So we got some pretty sad breaking news. A police officer has died of his injuries sustained during the storming of the Capitol. And I don't, I don't know uh, why anyone would want anything like this. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just miserable. We spend all year complaining about the violence from Antifa and the destruction and the vandals and the burning. We talk about doesn't work. I show all the polls explaining how they lost all their public support following the storming of the Capitol. They're losing, uh, Trump supporters are losing public support. And now Trump himself has just come out issuing a statement condemning the violence, the criminals, saying that there will be a new administration and a peaceful transition. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what to, uh, uh, what to say to, you know, these Trump supporters that think what they did somehow helped them or whatever. But I can tell you, you're left with two scenarios, I suppose. With Donald Trump coming out and saying that it was essentially wrong and he denounces this and it was un-American, you either have a uh, people defying, claiming to support Trump, but actually defying what he asked for when he said, go home in peace. And people said no and stayed and, you know, fought with cops or whatever. That's really weird that you would support the president. He would tell you like, hey, this is what you should do. And people wouldn't listen. Or you have, uh, you know, Trump unwilling to, to, you know, all these people are claiming, you know, the people who are claiming it was good or whatever. Well, Trump said it was bad. So I guess you support a guy who doesn't have the guts or whatever. I think ultimately in the end, Trump condemning this is the right thing. And it's very, very simple. No matter what you think, this is what I say about Antifa and the Black Lives Matter riots. It was satisfying to their emotions. And it did nothing for them. In fact, it destroyed the support they had across this country. Of course, they still enjoy corporate support, of course, all that stuff. But from all of this, they, you know, they ended up losing support. Now, Trump is uh, absolutely losing, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of support he had. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like, you know, all these Trump supporters are all of a sudden abandoning him or anything like that. But you, you, you see it. More, more worryingly than any of that, though, is the, the, the escalation that we're seeing from Democrats media pundits screaming on TV, and CNN saw their highest ratings ever, just around 9 million. Official numbers, I believe, are 8.2 million, so you could just say 8, but we're saying around 9 million. You think CNN's going to stop now? Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon going back and forth, insulting people, berating them and mocking them and talking about how stupid Trump supporters are, how stupid these flyover states are. This sentiment is generating them massive ratings. And so long as this hatred persists, the only thing I can see is escalation. And so we're going to talk a lot about it. And uh, it's going to be really interesting because we actually have two journalists who are there on the ground. Uh, you guys want to just introduce yourselves because you've both been here before. I'm Richie McGinnis. Uh, yeah, the chief video director for The Daily Caller at Richie McGinnis on Twitter and everywhere else. And uh, you were actually in the building. I was in the building. Credentialed. I, I'm, I'm a credentialed. We, we are credentialed. The Daily Caller is credentialed by the House Radio TV Gallery. So I did have my credential, although it was taken from me uh, during the melee. Wow. And yeah, I'm a field correspondent for The Daily Caller, Jorge Ventura. You can find me at Ventura Report and Jorge Ventura TV. And yeah, I got, uh, got to arrive a little bit after and uh, just kind of document the aftermath of it. And uh, it's, you know... Still crazy. I think we're all still trying to wrap our, our minds around it. So apparently you guys got some crazy stories. But interestingly, too, Jorge, you did a bunch of interviews with people about their businesses being shut down in California. Yes. Yeah. So we've been. Um, so essentially what happened was is, is uh, during November, during uh, Thanksgiving week, I flew back home to California and it was just literally just like a family family vacation. And as soon as I, I landed back in California, I live in the Antelope Valley com community in, in Palmdale. Um, L.A. County put a ban 
to outdoor dining. So as soon as I, I landed back home, um, you know, you just, you just drive around my community. You could just see all the family businesses, small businesses just going out. Um, it's just, you know, big, just seeing like the, the real life depression of folks losing their jobs, servers and, and, uh, a lot of my, uh, friends that I have, their parents own these restaurants and now their, their parents are thinking about filing for bankruptcy and basically losing their American dream. And, um, I think what happens to reporters is living in DC, you do get stuck in a bubble. You know, and, and I kind of did forget being in D.C. and just covering the civil unrest of how bad the pandemic is just hitting regular working class, middle class Americans. Well, so, so that's what's interesting. Why I think it's cool to have you both, both of you guys here, because, I mean, first of all, you're both there on the ground. Richie, you were inside. But Jorge, you've actually talked to people about what is the this, this seed of a lot of this anger. Not all of it. I don't want to say most of it, but there's a lot of people who are really angry and a lot of them are de- are, are desperate. Yeah. And and I think it has a lot to do with it. Yeah. And I think right now we're seeing a moment in American history where. When you just push Americans to the corner, this is how they're going to react. And you're, we, we, I, I got to see it in L.A. County because, you know, L.A. County puts the ban on outdoor dining. And now when I went to go interview restaurant owners, it was depressing at first because they were like, hey, it's Thanksgiving week and I have to lay off all of my staff. And at that time, they already knew they're like, hey, this this is this band's going to go longer than three weeks. So now I'm telling my folks, hey, you're not going to have a job during Christmas. So you are got to see that. But then you get the other half where, where owners are saying, you know what, if you're going to put this band on, that's it. I'm just going to defy and I'm going to stand up. Yeah. And all this all of a sudden we're seeing this uh, happen in America. Then a lot of folks that I interviewed too, Tim, they're, they're saying, hey, this is not like a left or right issue. It's this just is, anger. This is just us wanting to earn a basic living. And we just feel like government is now really infringing. And like I said, we're just seeing, I feel like, a moment in history where Americans are put in this corner. And I mean, I'm not surprised about how they're, how, they're, how they're reacting right now. Right on. Of course, we got Luke Rutkowski hanging out. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. This is Luke Rutkowski of We Are Change.org. A lot of crazy information to get into that. I'm just going to just throw it at you because, like, we, seriously, there's so much information this, happening right now. Let's it's absolutely like, I, it's <laughs> going, I'm like going crazy here. I already, it's, it's <laughs> they're not up. documents. But uh, their notes about just everything that's going on right now that is absolutely berserk. It's crazy. A lot of stuff needs to be broken down. And uh, yeah, we gotta let's, talk let's about do it. it. Yeah. The first yeah. thing we got to talk about for sure is is Richie being in the uh, yeah. in, in the but uh, in the Capitol. But uh, don't forget Sarah Petulitz. She's yeah, uh, pressing the all corner. the buttons, pushing buttons, pushing chiming buttons. in. Yeah, I am. And uh, let's uh, well, let me let me just jump to the first story, and then we'll we'll get into what what happened on the ground, trying to understand how this happened. This is from uh, K Ron Four. U.S. Capitol Police officer dies after violent protests bring de- bringing death toll to five. They say U.S. Capitol Police officer has died from injuries sustained during violent riots at the Capitol on Wednesday. A source tells K-Ron's 4, Alexandra Limon, that the police officer was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher by a rioter and was taken off life support. The police officer is now the fifth person to die as a result of the violent protests. The other four who have died are identified as Rosaline, uh, Roseanne Boyland. Now, my understanding is she was she fell and they believe she was trampled. Kevin Greeson and Benjamin Phillips. I'm not entirely sure which one, but one of them suffered a heart attack. One of them suffered a stroke. And Ashley Babbitt, of course, she was the woman who had climbed up in the window and peeked through and the officer shot her, killing her. Now, look, you know, apparently some, you know, a couple people had heart attack and, and one guy had a heart attack, one guy had a stroke. They're trying to lump that in to make that seem like that's part of the actual riotous death count. And I think that might be a little disingenuous. Uh, although I guess if you if you know if you have suffer a medical emergency because you're older and you're in the heat of the moment, and you blood flow and all that stuff, you're going crazy and your heart's pounding. I guess it makes sense. But it wasn't like those people died because of external forces. It was just you know their bodies giving out. As for uh, you know Ashley Babbitt, she got killed. Mm-hmm. 
And what was she really doing but just climbing up and looking through a window? I mean, come on. It's not like I, it's not like I'm going I'm to sit here and say that these people should have been in the building. Of course not. But I, I'm just I tell you, man, I have seen these circumstances. A, a bunch of people run into the building. You see people who don't know what's going on, who walk up and they're just bumbling around confused. I've talked about it over and over again, that what happens is someone runs up to a door and hits the glass, runs away. Someone else runs up and sees the glass falling and knocks out some pieces, runs away. It's all these little grains of sand that eventually the doors open and mindless people are just like walking up and seeing the door open and walking and going like, wow, what's going on? And then you end up with this woman. Now she's got social media videos, you know, Ashley. She was very adamant. She was very angry, a staunch Trump supporter. But this, this shouldn't have happened. I mean, even if, you know, people were storming the Capitol, it's, 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 it's absurd in my opinion. Now I gotta be honest. I get it. You storm the Capitol. You got itchy trigger fingers from Capitol security and it's their job to barricade the doors and protect the people inside. And it's just un- completely tragic. Now I'll tell you, uh, I'm also mad about this cop losing his life. Cause this is a, look. I say this about the, the left all the time. They think the cops know what they're talking about. You see a cop and they're like, he's, he should know what I know. And so they scream, traitor, whose side are you on? And that cop doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily know what you know. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's fair to say a lot of Trump supporters, a lot of conservatives probably assume the cops know a bit because they're cops and they deal with this stuff all year. But I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that, you know, when you see cops going around and destroying small businesses throughout the, the lockdown, just like blocking doors. Yeah, that that we see in New York and stuff violates the First Amendment when they when they when they're secretly filming, you know, Jewish schools. That is creepy. And it also violates the right to worship and assemble when they're shutting down churches. These were cops who were providing basic security to our government who were standing Mm -hmm. around saying we want to make sure everybody inside can do their job. Somebody bash this guy over with a fire extinguisher. Why? Why? Why kill the guy? Why would you do that? Oh, man, it's just it's infuriating. Yeah. Um, you know, many news organizations and even some individuals are talking about thoughts and prayers for the traumatized Congress members. People forget <laughs> that people died here. This is a very serious incident, specifically talking about that woman. You know, there's a lot of videos. We still don't know the full details. We hope there's an investigation, but it, but it doesn't look justified. And right now we're getting the information that the chief of the U.S. Capitol Police is saying that the police officer involved in that fatal shooting has been placed on administrative leave and their police powers have been suspended pending investigation. Another thing that really needs to be pointed out... Scared cop with a gun, man. um, Yes, but then also he was behind the door. There's a lot of different elements that we could break down here. But another important one is that there was police officers with like full-on long rifles tactical behind gear. her yeah that was so insane the police officer could have killed other police mm. officers yeah. and 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 there was no threat to anyone's life and again i don't want to be jumping to conclusions because i do hope there's an investigation we do need to wait for cooler heads to prevail before making any kind of assumptions and judgments here but but just looking at that video footage I, we should really prioritize the truth about that event rather than, you know, in in my opinion, you can't even compare the two, uh, the the nonsense, the the hysteria, the 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 just hyperbolic bullcrap on mainstream media right now. Oh, I mean, CNN's ratings are through the roof, so of course they're going after Trump hard. Yeah, you know, but 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 look, uh, we got more news here pertaining to the police. U.S. Capitol Police Chief to resign after Wednesday's riots. I mean, so there you go. That's the news. It's uh, uh, Stephen Sund is resigning amid criticism over an apparent lack of preparedness to deal with Wednesday's violent mob on Capitol Hill. You know, I, I was I was on Twitter and I was about to tweet something like, why weren't the police ready for this? And then I stopped and thought about what I had just said when I made a segment on YouTube and said, I don't think Trump supporters will do anything. 
I think they're going to go. They're going to support Trump. They're going to rally. They're going to wave American flags and they're going to march around. I didn't think there are going to be people who actually, you know, storm the barricades. Now, there's there's a couple of videos. One of them shows the cops retreating as the, the, the group pushes through. But there's a bunch of different areas. There's also an overhead view of all of the barricades and a massive crowd shaking the barricades, knocking them down, then rushing the stairs up to the building. So, I mean, look. That might have been my video because I was up in that. Um, you, were you filming down? I was up in the media tower. Well, so let's. Uh, Let's, they let's had just set up for inauguration. Let's uh, uh let, 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 let's do this. Let me get your thoughts on uh, on on you know this officer and these people lost their life, and then we'll go into your story about everything that went down. So you know, just like I don't know, tell mm-hmm. me what you think about what, what the violence and all that stuff. So I mean, first off, I arrived basically when they had already uh, amassed around the Capitol, and the police had set up their line. So right when I arrived, uh, the first thing I noticed was not only were the police using mace and bear spray, but they also were. Uh, the protesters were using it as well on the police and the police were less adequately equipped than I was hmm. as a reporter. I had a tactical helmet and a gas mask and cause I had seen the reports and I rushed down there and, um, you turned the mic. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so when I got there, I was extremely surprised to see how unprepared the police were usually in these kind of situations, you know, where things are escalating, you see riot police pour out, but the people who had formed the lines, they were all just basically, you know, your standard, uh, capital police. Um, maybe they had, a shield over their face if they were lucky, but no gas masks. But these 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 people who were in the front and you know spraying the cops and stuff, who, who were they? Were they Trump supporters? Because we're hearing a lot of people are trying to claim, especially conservatives, that it was actually Antifa. But I've I've seen one video where there's a guy who does not look like a Trump supporter, but he's got a Trump sticker on his helmet, bashing a window just mm-hmm. like Antifa does, and people are screaming, "Stop him!" And then a Trump supporter grabs him and puts him in a neck hold yeah. and pulls him down. Yeah, I mean, that's Mike, also extremely underreported. Yeah. What you just brought yeah, up yep, is an exactly. important facet that there were elements from videos that I've seen with people saying, stop this. So yes, I'm curious, yeah, I'm curious from you guys because there's two kind of theories out there. Mm-hmm. One is that there was inadequate security and that mm-hmm. the police officers let them in. Another one mm-hmm. was that they were just not ready and they were overtaken. There's these two theories. What, what do you guys think from your personal opinions? What actually happened yesterday? It's It's kind of a... A, a mix with both. They were for sure not prepared, undermanned. Um, I kind of went into the, the kind of went into it the same sentiment of Tim. Actually, even reporting on the ground was, I didn't think anything crazy was. I actually was anticipating more Black Lives Matter activists maybe making their way down, and then you know just because that's what we've seen in, in the past. But from what I what I saw is they were for sure un, unprepared. But to me, I didn't see anything that like jumped out and said. Um, you know, these were Antifa. Like, I just, you know, I know that's not popular but to say right you, now. That's you, you see that video where they're yelling, no Antifa, no, stop him, stop but him. But then again, like, when there were these claims over the summer that, you know, uh, right-wingers were infiltrating Antifa and hmm. BLM protests, what, were they, you know, did Umbrella Man wear a MAGA hat when he did the crime? Yeah, no. it was Antifa. So Antifa's not no. going to dress up as Antifa um, if they're, you know, trying to, but these, you know what I mean? Yeah, but th- so, so some of these so people. So it's impossible to tell, really. Yeah. Just because they have a red hat on doesn't really Well, no, these guys anything. didn't. They had like a brown helmet uh-huh. and then just like black block gear with a Trump sticker on it. And I'm uh-huh. like, that oh, I, looks I saw like that the photo. dude geared up yeah. and then slapped a sticker on his helmet yeah. to make it seem like he was a Trump supporter. Now, now, this is interesting because we've seen the media during the summer trying to obfuscate some mm. of the kind of left-wing protests as undercover right-wingers. Yeah. There was government officials, mainstream media poli- you know, politicians saying, no, these aren't uh, you know left-wing Antifa. These mm. are right-wingers trying to incite us to make us look bad. Now we're seeing a kind of similar kind of attempt here. Do you think it's legitimate or... Be- 
because other people are also adding that there wasn't any kind of counter protest when there usually yeah. is. That's what people are saying. I don't want to jump to conclusions. Mm-hmm. I just want to kind of hear your opinions on this. I, mean, I think from, yeah, from just ahead. from my perspective is emotions are super high right now. Even from a re- reporter perspective, like even right after election, if you just told the truth about the election, people are, are unfollowing you and canceling you if you don't tell them what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. If you don't say Trump's going to be in office after January 20th, you're, you're done. So I, I was already seeing that. And then this, I think, is just adds on top of it. Like I said, um, I don't know what, what, what's going on, but it just seems like no one wants to take responsibility. It's, it seems like Antifa is just the easy scapegoat. Like just anything. Hey, Antifa, Antifa. Look, even before every, everything broke down, mm-hmm. when I was doing interviews, I was I was asking folks, do you think this is kind of a, a civil war that we're headed? Because what, look, whether you agree with the save uh, the stop the rally uh, march in D.C. That moment is historic because we've never seen anything like that after a presidential election. So we're already walking mm-hmm. on, you know, uncharted waters. So with, with this situation to me, um, like I said, I was asking folks, do you think we're headed to a civil war? I was nine times out of 10. They're saying this is a civil war to us. This is a revolution. Not to so, mention like all the crowbars. Yeah. Like saw. people like, were telling that, me that's, that implies premeditation. What is a crowbar used for? Yeah. Like what? For holding up a sign? No. So, absolutely so not. People, to, for breaking the doors open. Correct. People yeah. had crowbars? Oh, I saw probably five or six crowbars. A lot of them actually were just left by the doors where the glass had been shattered. What? Yeah. Like so weird. I got because I got knocked down by one of the doors, and I actually was looking for my phone, and I found a crowbar. That's so weird, man. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I just think everyone's emotional right now, yeah. you know. And yeah. I think I, well, I don't know. Well, it's just it's just we never breaking been... in. You know, I, I guess maybe in the 1700s, taking the state building may have granted you some kind of power. I don't know how that works. I guess. You're like, I'm in the building. It's mine now. Uh, especially not today. You know, they can issue a statement from wherever they want. Any, any one of these politicians. Mm-hmm. Going in the building didn't do anything. You know? Yep. I mean, we've got videos of, I tweeted this out, uh, the Women's March took over the Senate building and then they shut the whole building down. And they weren't worried about the fact that there was like a thousand plus people screaming at the top of their lungs inside the. Oh, was that room. that in Hart? Was the that Hart, Hart Senate yeah, office yeah, building? Yeah, yeah, that big like um, the atrium. Yeah, atrium. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, that's Hart. Yeah. So I, I understand it's a fairly different circumstance that you know storming through the barricades and fighting with cops and pepper spraying them and smashing windows and breaking it is very different. Plus, it was during the electoral you know vote count. So you know, I just I wonder what the goal is for either group. Like did, did, the women's march didn't accomplish anything. What did they accomplish really yesterday other than some people have lost their lives? It, I mean, to me, it's just, yeah, you don't accomplish anything. And it just seems like Trump just lost a whole bunch of support. We've seen now the senators kind of rescind their objections. Not all and of them, though. And now this also gives big tech the biggest excuse in the world, as we've mm-hmm. already seen, to just censor Trump. I mean, it just seems like after the election, Trump is going to disappear on social media. I don't know. Oh, he's already basically yeah. banned. He, he's yeah. it's definitely banned from yeah. Facebook now, according yeah. to Mark Zuckerberg's own personal post. The New York Times yesterday had two articles talking about the importance of limiting speech. And we are seeing people left, right, and center just being taken down for the minuscule posts and even memes. There's a meme of that that guy who's wearing the, the kind of weird headgear and the face paint. And it says, you know, 2021, uh, I thought it wasn't going to be crazy. And Facebook is banning people's account 
for that wow. post. And wow. it's not even a political mm. post. It's, it's not even joke. taking side. It's a joke. It's a meme. It's people saying this year's pretty crazy banned by Facebook. You. And they just released these vague terms saying if you are supportive of this in any way, you, you get cut. Michelle Obama just released a statement talking about how, you know, it's dangerous to have social media. But there's a big argument I want to make here. And I really want to kind of talk about the dangers of censorship, especially when it comes to QAnon, because when we look at QAnon, this was a movement that was essentially censored, but the conversation didn't end. It was festered and moved into the dark corners of the internet where it grew. That conversation mm -hmm. could have been addressed, could have been handled in a, in a way where people could actually talk about it in a rational, real way instead of just going well, off listen, on this bizarreness. There could yeah. be people pushing back. Yes. One of the problems with Parler, for instance, and I'm not here to rag on Parler in terms of what it is. I'm just saying one of the problems philosophically is that when you when all the Trump supporters leave Twitter because they ban Trump, they go to Parler where they no longer hear the arguments from mm -hmm. the other side. And the same is true for the left. The problem is for the longest time, Twitter has just been banning arguments from the right. So the left only hears their own refuse back at themselves. Yeah. And Trump supporters leave and then start doing their yeah. own refuse back at themselves. Not just Twitter, Facebook and YouTube also going after who people who are debunking the QAnon stuff. People yeah. who are saying, hey, let's take a legitimate look. Let's look at the evidence. Let's look at the accusations. Let's actually look at this. And they were debunking QAnon stuff. Independent creators had their channel taken down because they were doing that youtube would YouTube did yes youtube, yeah, YouTube did that. took I, down I, conspiracy yes, I, I, debunk, debunkers yeah i had to go through all my old videos being like okay i can't even talk about this and i and i removed some of them because youtube was on a huge purge against oh, QAnon and whether you were against it or for it and that is something that really pushed the conversation that made people on the fringe even more fringe even more extreme and they and they were coming back and saying well if we're not legitimate why is youtube blocking us we must be against the system we no, must no, no, be against they say, they say this over target. Exactly. We're over the target because mm -hmm. we're getting the flack. We're getting yep. censored. And and this is why I'm against censoring speech. And this is why this is an extremely dangerous time because a lot of people are using this situation to push for extreme censorship and the destruction of civil liberties. They they they've censored the president of the United States. Hmm. I mean, look, you can you can complain. I I, I think his uh, uh the tweets he put out where he said, this is what happens when a, you know, great and glorious landslide is taken, you know, but then he did say, go home in peace. Never forget this day. It was far from a perfect statement. Trump could have done way better. And so I think I, I'll, I can be somewhat critical. It was kind of a tepid statement. The left is, of course, freaking out about it. It wasn't an overt act of support or anything like that, but it was pretty close to it. But regardless of what you think about that, they removed him. They took down the president. That's crazy to me. And That's they're just... probably going to take down the rest of his social media. Uh, and they're probably going to make sure that he never has a voice in this kind of larger political discourse like he previously had before. And this is a president where, where it's going to be set where the tech ruling elites, Mark Zuckerberg, is going to decide what you can and cannot hear. Michael Tracy had a very interesting point about this that I think is, is worth talking about. He said, quote, philosopher king Mark Zuckerberg should <laughs> definitely get to unilaterally decide based on his subjective political judgment which definitely is not dictated by the fleeing passions of the day, whether the public is allowed to hear from the elected president. Good system. And he makes a good point there. <laughs> uh, but, but I wanted to kind of bring it back to you guys here because one of the talking points is that this was an insurrection. These were terrorists. They planned the coup d'etat. We have John Bolton. The man who knows almost everything about a coup d'etat because he yep. orchestrated them in the third world coming out and saying this was definitely a coup d'etat. From your experience, was this a, a professional coup d'etat attempt even? 
Well, I mean, what I saw going into the Capitol were uh, some people who were intent on breaking things, but mostly a lot of just kind of bewildered people who were bumbling you know, about. kind of bumbling about and, and, wow. and kind of taking in the novelty of it. And when I arrived in the rotunda, you know, there were probably about 80 people in there and a lot of them were just milling around and taking selfies and, and it didn't seem like they were, you know, trying to run around and smash anything. Um, I, I think really what, what happens in these kind of situations is, is once the chaos starts, you know, once a couple of people break through that line, once a couple of people start pushing up on the cops, then it, it doesn't take much for other people to follow suit. So, so let's just start from the beginning uh, and let's hear your guys' story. What happened? Well, we'll start off with, well, actually, you so, can start off in the morning because you were there. And yeah, I was, yeah. So I got there around um, eight in the morning. And as soon as I arrived at the Washington Monument, it was just like a sea of people, you know, flags how many, everywhere. How many do you think? I mean, from my perspective, I think minimum ha- over half a million people. I, I would it was, say yeah. in the hundreds yeah. of thousands. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard that. We've heard that. I was there for Obama's first inauguration and second and Trump's. And it was not quite the same numbers as any of those, but it was close. Half a million. Yeah. It and was a lot. Let's not forget. You said, you said half a million? I, I mean, I think, I mean, it was. Because we've for heard sure, 200. For sure. Because the women's march, they said it was around there. And I looked at the photos, um, you know, the aerials and stuff. I mean, it was hundreds of thousands. Let's, let's say that. It's definitely more than tens of thousands, I think. So and what then, happens? What happens? That's also. So, so, so my understanding is that. Trump got on stage and said, you know, everybody stand at attention and said, your orders are as such, go and destroy. And then he started passing out torches, uh-huh, right? Yeah. Like Trump, Trump well, directed all of them, right? From, like I said, I got there. I'm at, kidding, by yeah, the way. Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> but when I, even, even getting there, like I said, I got in, the, got it there at eight in the morning. It was a sea of people. It went all the way back to like the Washington Monument. Um, when Trump, Trump, I think, took the stage around noon and he spoke for about 45 minutes. Now, where I was at, you couldn't even like hear him. So like the people were just there to like kind of be there. But even during his speech, people already started going to the Capitol building. So um, like from where I was at, you couldn't hear anything. But it, like I said, it, it seemed like a normal day. You know, I was I was watching Trump's speech mm-hmm. and it was before anybody could have even left the ellipse. People were already at That's the gates saying, of the yeah. Capitol. So like Trump and the people who were there. So I, I knew people who were down there and I was asking them. I was like, are you anywhere near the Capitol? They're like, no, I'm at the rally. Trump's giving a speech. I'm mm-hmm. like, but there are people at the Capitol building yeah. right now who were like, you know. So anyway, continue, continue. What happened? No, but basically, yeah, like, so I was more in the back section. But even even during Trump's speech, like I said, you, go, you already see people flowing in and heading to, towards the Capitol building. So I did my interviews. Then I thought it was going to be a regular day. So for me, I was like, you know what? This is my chance to like go get some McDonald's and like just kind of like recharge, yeah. be back at like five for the action. So when I when I went to go do that. Um, that's when I got the news of basically the the breach happened, and I think that's literally that's right what, as I was and heading down. I think down. Richie then. So I saw I actually had a friend who worked um, at the Capitol and they were up on the uh, up on the roof and they said they saw cops running around. And I was like, that's weird. Um, I should probably get down there. So I went down there and I bought I brought all my gear because I I I didn't suspect that things were going to get bad, but I wanted to be ready if they did. And the moment I arrived, I mean, there was you can see the clips, my first clips on my thread on Twitter. It was basically art. They were already clashing. And I went up in that. tower that scaffolding and you can see that view as the lines are broken basically it's the same thing you know two or yeah. three guys make it through they get clubbed they get knocked down brutality everyone gets even more mad and then a couple more breakthrough and then the police are overwhelmed and if you see the numbers i mean it's not a matter i think that the instances that have been cited online of cops you know letting up or whatever 
I don't even think it was a matter of that because even where I was, where the cops were giving it their 1,000, I mean, you can see on the video, these cops were trying their best to hold on to these barriers, to hold the line, but they were getting pepper sprayed themselves. And I saw a number of them injured and, and going back and getting medical attention. So um, I think they would have been overwhelmed no matter what, given the chaos that was unfolding. So how did, how did you, so what happens? You're, you're standing up on the scaffold. You see the, the line break. What, what happens next? So I see the line break. And as the line is breaking, I have to give a shout out. It's my mom's birthday. And I called her in the morning. I'm not that bad a son. But she <laughs> called me as the line was breaking. And it, like on an iPhone, if you ignore the call, it ends the video. So then oh, no. if you look on Twitter, my video is broken up into three parts because no. my mom called me a second time and I declined again. <laughs> and I, I, she, she forgave me for ignoring her call on her birthday. Oh. So thank you, mom. I appreciate that. But um, after that, by that point, the police were concentrating themselves kind of in that open area on the stairs. But people were already climbing up the scaffoldings and into an area where they could still access the, the capital. So they were so actually, past the cops. So actually the scaffoldings made it more difficult for the cops to defend that area surrounding because basically that there were, you know, like little nooks and crannies where people could climb in, climb into those scaffoldings, climb up and get up on the bleachers. So then, so then what happens? Like when, when did people get in? Take us through how, how, how you ended up in there from up there. I could see at the, basically the flow of people going up the stairs. A lot of them just stopped and decided to wave a Trump flag or, you know, wave whatever flag they had. I, I caught video of one guy who got a fire extinguisher for somewhere and was spraying it down on the cops what? below him. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so when did they go inside? Like so that, that it was right around that time yeah. that the, the lines broke. And it took me about 10 minutes before I realized, like, there's a, there are a ton of people going in there and I, I have cr congressional press credentials. So I was like, I'm, I'm going in, I'm going to see what's going on there. I That's how you were up there in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, no. So I actually just, I, I, I had come down so quickly that, oh, I see, um, I see. yeah, I, I wasn't up there in the first place, but, um, by the time I got in there, I saw a bunch of people in the rotunda, but then to my left, I saw some protesters kind of rushing down the hall through statuary hall towards the house floor. So I went through statuary hall and there was already like, um, evidence of some riot control munitions being used. Um, you can see like the pepper on the ground, you know, and, and also the orange tinge of, uh, pepper spray, yeah. you know, like it has a, a right, unique right. color depending on which brand it is. But, um, so I proceeded down that hallway and I actually saw a group of protesters surrounding the house doors. And there were like eight or nine of them. You can see it on my video right as I arrive. And actually some of them are shouting like, you killed her, you killed someone, you killed someone. And so they were already somehow aware. I think that was just immediately after the, the shooting had taken place. And one of them had wedged himself right in that door. And I think that's the photo that you see with the police with their guns drawn. Right. That guy with his face right there. Because the, the, there were only two or three police at the time. They were actually outnumbered right in front of the doors. And they were trying to pry him off. But because they were outnumbered, they were basically waiting, waiting for reinforcements. And it took about five to ten minutes of kind of like a little standoff before six or seven more cops showed up and, and then removed them. And we were pushed back out into um, through Statuary Hall and into... There, there, there's a clip where you're saying you can't breathe. And there's a cop saying he can't breathe. Yeah. What, what happened with that? Okay, so that was after... We were pushed through Statuary Hall. We were back into the um, Capitol Rotunda, which is the big underneath the big dome. That's like the biggest room there. And there were still, you know, maybe 100 people in there. The cops started to push us out. But there's there's kind of like a maybe only a 20 foot wide uh, doorway there. And so what happened was all the protesters got bottlenecked there. They were pushing back. And then there were maybe 40 or 50 cops at the time pushing against us. So I was, you know, as a reporter, it's it's valuable to be in the middle of of the protesters and the cops so you can kind of show both sides so i was stuck in between and i literally had 
you can hear on the video one the cop had his billy club on my stomach and i was like can you just take it off my tummy like please like my tummy put it up here yeah, well i don't know why i said that i don't know why i said that but i think it was easier for me to say tummy than like stomach, stomach. Yeah. yeah i don't God, know gosh. why i just take my it tummy. Off my tummy. <laughs> um but you could hear another you, individual you never know pleaded. how you act in a crisis people yeah. people think they they know they, how they respond you, you yeah. don't. sometimes you blurt out tummy but it felt a lot better once he got it up on, on my vest. Why was he doing tummy. it? Why, he was like holding you back or what? So he was pushing against me to try to push the protesters back. But all, there were probably 30 protesters behind me pushing against me. Jeez. So I literally was just, I'm, I mean, I was telling the officers, like, there's nothing I can there, do. Man. And he was being pushed behind by his own officers. So this is why you shouldn't go in between. Yeah. I understand what you mean. Yeah. But, you know, you're trying to, you're yeah. trying to stand not necessarily in between, but yeah. like off but still sort of like so you can see both groups and what they're doing because if you're behind the protesters you won't see what they're doing exactly and if you're behind the cops you don't see what the cops are you gotta you gotta get that angle it's tough it's tough and then you end up getting jammed it was like 20 minutes stuck in there as just pushing back and forth wow but then they broke through or what um they eventually pushed the protesters all out Oh, okay they cleared it out yeah and and then there was another scuffle by the, the the door to the exit yeah. which had also been smashed and they were trying to close, but the protesters were blocking that. And so that was like kind of the last final push and I got tossed into the door. But you have yes. breaking news? Uh, this is pretty uh, wow. big news by an AP reporter named Mike Balsalmo who says, quote, U.S. Capitol Police say reports that an officer has died are not true. Although oh. some officers were injured and hospitalized yesterday, no U.S. CP officers have passed away. This is, again, according to Mike Balsalmo, Whoa. who is an AP reporter uh, that just uh, broke this story a couple of minutes now, ago. And now, I didn't want to interrupt you. No, no. It, but, no, no, no. Here's the challenge for us here, as with anything pertaining to the news. I've got, what, 800 plus sources mm-hmm. saying an officer died of being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Right. And we have one guy saying it's not true. So yeah. who do you trust? Not, not I, that, I actually this, know Mike. He does great work. Right, he does. I, 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 I will. I, I trust him. I do do. Okay. So. I do too. I do too. He he did. I can't remember uh, what he 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 covered some big event. He did the what Mike did was was really cool. Is when, during the Portland riots, yeah. he got inside right. access with oh, yeah. federal officers, yeah. so he actually got that. to be in the line with them, and, right. he, and he got to actually interview and tell their story. So yeah, I I think uh, I'll trust Mike on that one. Uh, but at the same time, we'll you know we'll we'll see. We have to wait for yeah. things to kind of. I mean, look, it's it's really fascinating that. I mean, we've got, you know, K-Ron 4, we got CNN, we got a bunch of sources saying this officer died. Now he's coming out saying the Capitol Police are denying that. It makes sense. This, yeah, Sometimes, you know what happens is that CNN will get a story and then everyone will copy CNN and cite up. them. Yeah. And then someone goes for a comment and goes, whoa, you got to stop. Well, I Tim, think- actually, speaking of the, the AP, oh, Mike, um, well, I got there a little bit after, I guess, um, the crowd has already been cleared out at, at the U.S. Capitol. So it was between 4, 435. And as soon as I got there, there was still hundreds of folks at the U.S. Capitol, and there was a lot of rage going on. And, and um, so I got on the ground, and uh, the AP was actually there still reporting. They had a couple cameras. I th- believe they had about four cameras, tripods, the, the whole thing. And the whole crowd just starts turning on them, attacking them. Smashing uh, their cameras, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they took down their barricades. And then in my video, you could see one man with an American flagpole just you know, trying to hit them and then smack the cameras down. And then eventually the crowd just destroys um, the whole equipment. And... So I, I took that footage and then I, I uploaded on Twitter. Then the 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 response online is, um, you know, folks were just like cheering it on. And it's mob mentality. That's man. why we use our cell phones. And look, protests. and I get it. You know, there's a lot of anger with with the with the mainstream media. But I think for me, as a takeaway with as a reporter was, you know, and maybe Rich, if you have some thoughts on this, is like during the summer when we filmed press getting attacked from Black Lives Matter activists and we put that online, mm-hmm. that same crowd would say. 
hey, these are the anti-fascists. Mm-hmm. They're against, you know, the First Amendment. They're against freedom yep. of, of press. Yep. But when it's their side, it was totally well, acceptable. I think I, that, yeah. that's a really interesting point, and it goes back to what you were talking about with the small businesses earlier, which is, you know, over the summer, what we saw were a lot of really uh, people who felt like they'd been sold down the river and, the, and they were angry about it. And uh, that anger was aimed towards a system that was enforced by police. And so the, uh, the argument of BLM and Antifa is always, you know, they enfor- enforce a corrupt system, therefore all cops are bastards. So we saw that turn happen, um, uh, not this last rally, but the one before where all the Proud Boys were basically saying, you guys are enforcing this system that's stealing our election. Yep. Therefore, you guys well, are, are terrible. But, but I, I, we started seeing the sentiment against police when the cops were enforcing the COVID lockdowns. And some, some of them were perceived as arbitrary by locals, notably in Staten Island, where you had this one bar that decided to open up in defiance of the lockdown. But two blocks away, there's a restaurant with full, like just operating like normal. And so the locals mm-hmm. get angry and they say, what's this all about? Why are we locked down and they're not? And they say, well, you're on the border of the, of the red zone. So when the police come, at, come out and block the door, people in Staten Island, Trump supporters come out with Trump flags, surprisingly thin blue line flags yelling at the cops. Mm-hmm. And then it escalated when we actually saw the conservatives take the thin blue line flag, throw it on the ground, stomp right. on it, and then throw it in the street. And then I think, you know, now you got conservatives saying it's the birth of right-wing Antifa. Well, it's important to it. point out in Staten Island, the zone that was restricted the most was a Republican area uh, that many people said that the local Democratic government was selectively choosing to enforce these rules. Well, they were, they were also targeting the Jewish areas, which is... Really yeah. weird. Yeah, really the weird. Hasidic Jewish community, and uh, we talked about that extensively on the show, and even had uh, Heshi Heshi on the mm. show, who's still out there and uh, going to many rallies and yeah, so, doing so a lot of different stuff. Trouble. I yeah. actually made my way up there and did. And, co- and covered a story with the uh, uh, with the Hasidic Jew community where they just defied the lockdown orders and kind of partied out out in the burned streets. some masks. Yeah, well, so, and, so, you, you, one of the crazy things too, I guess, is just people. There's a lot of commentary on the the wrong target, I guess. They're saying, why are you going to the Capitol building? You know, they're they're, they're doing this, uh, I guess you call it pro forma or ceremonial uh, electoral, you know, count. And it didn't matter if it was shut down or not. It doesn't matter if you're in the Capitol. Where's the actual organization and the tar- and the, and, the, and the protests of these actual corrupt institutions? I, I get it. They view the Capitol and Congress as as corrupt in a lot of ways. But what about the media? And what about, more importantly, organizing and planning so that what you do is effective in some capacity. Because now what we see here is already there's Joe Biden coming out numerous occasions now saying it was insurrection, domestic terrorism and things like that. So, uh, you know, we, we had the Patriot Act. Now they're going to come out with the like securing American freedoms. In, 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 and now we're seeing an argument to remove Trump from office. Uh, yeah, with uh, the impeachment yeah, uh, Article tw- uh, Amendment 25. Yeah, yeah. My question is, is I think if that had been a BLM march, then... Perhaps the, the they would have had more guards. Who was who's in yeah. charge of that? Who I, I honestly think whose job is it to make sure that that capital doesn't get attacked? It's Capitol Police, right? There's Park Police involved, Muriel Bowser, and the federal government. Who of those people fucked up? Is well, it's it's the uh, it's, sorry, it's, messed up, fudged up. <laughs> fudged up. <laughs> no, it's no, the it's God. the it's the Capitol Police who uh who, who's now resigned, I suppose. But I think the issue is uh, to look. I think it was it was a, it, they they screwed up. But more importantly. Nobody thought Trump supporters were going to do this. Come on. I had my helmet and my gas mask on. Yeah, but I, I guess we've seen the escalation. Now, like I mentioned with, with cops and, and, you know, the Proud Boys fighting. But to, to like, when you look at Antifa and they're showing up and they've been burning, you know, Antifa and Black Lives Matter have been burning things down for years. They're like, we better secure this. 
you get the ellipse full of a bunch of middle-aged and older Trump supporters waving little flags and Trump giving a speech and they were like, nah, it's going to be fine. You know, we, got, we don't got anything to worry about. And apparently they but did. The, pr- the Proud Boys, uh, the previous rally, they weren't just waving little flags. They were running through the streets shouting F Antifa and looking for fights. Sure. And they got the fights. But, for sure. but to assume that the regular Trump supporters would bolster that, you know what I mean, would 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 escalate. I agree with that. But I don't think it takes very many in the group in order to to create that kind of situation. And I think, you know, uh, what some people have said is I, I, I can't believe I'm seeing people that think it was a good strategy. I don't think it matters. What, I don't think that matters. I, you know, you know what, man? When we see Cory Bush and AOC, they're calling for the expulsion of members of Congress who supported Trump. She directly said that, what, like Ted Cruz and Hawley should be expelled from yeah. Congress. It's like, okay, you, like you're a congresswoman, they're senators. That's a very, you know, it's a bit different. It's the upper chamber, but that's an, an insane and dangerous escalation, and it's going to keep happening. Nobody wants to back down. CNN doesn't. CNN is looking at their their CPMs. They're or you know, well, on YouTube perhaps, but they're looking at their ad rates. And there, Jeff Zucker is cracking the champagne and saying, "We got to keep this going somehow." And, and let's not forget, there was a, uh, just a month ago, there was like reports of Jeff Zucker wanting to step down because of the Trump administration. So you know, for him, it was like, "Hey, I already rode what I could do. You know, the, we we already hit the highest ratings we can. You know, this, under the Biden administration, you know, it's going to be you know lame duck media." Um, so yeah, there was already reports of, of Jeff Zucker's trying to step down, but with this, it's going to, you might want to stay in business for so, a little bit. Someone today took Chris Como's comments a few months ago where he said protests are not supposed to be peaceful. They yeah. took the full segment and instead of doing the B-roll of Black Lives Matter during the summer, they replaced it with what happened <laughs> in, the <capital. laughs> wow. in the Capitol yeah. and everyone's freaking out about that video. I mean, obviously it's doctored, obviously it's faked, but doctored. we have to understand, you know, a lot of the bigger kind of mainstream media institutions have kind of led the this kind of foundation, this, this yeah. groundwork that it's okay to use violence for political means. That's as true. long as it's your yeah. political means. Exactly. That's yeah. the I mean, important Vox, part. Vox literally had an article that said riots are destructive, dangerous, and scary, but can lead to um, serious political reform. This is what, this this is what people are, you know, people, yes. I, I got an email from someone saying, Tim, you're wrong about violence. And they were like, look at all these things throughout history where violence has brought change. And I'm like, bro, that was 400 years ago. Like there was no mass media, well, there's no mass communication. And so, yes, one day somebody was leaving their farm and went to town hall and saw a different flag there and went, what happened? And they were like, oh, he's in charge now. And they're like, oh. But we okay. have to understand, BLM had the support of the establishment of the mainstream right. yep. media, of attorney generals that literally let off a lot of people. Trump supporters don't have any of that. So that's why this was they a big miscalculation. Trump. This was a big misstep. And I think this was just a, a fervent crowd just getting right. the so best of it here's all. So here's the question, though, is that do you think the conservative media's reaction has been similar to what, uh, quote unquote, liberal media's reaction was to the BLM riots? It's always like, well... I don't, I don't know specifically, but I, but I will say conservatives, especially like Ben Shapiro, will yeah. immediately come out and condemn on principle and things. Did. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like if the violence uh-huh. is wrong, if the left does it, if the right does it, yeah. the yeah. left the, doesn't do that, though. Th- there's right wingers mm-hmm. detesting everything that happened yesterday. Yeah. Fox mm-hmm. News, as it was happening, had the, the head guy of CPAC on talking about how it was justifiable to assassinate and kill an unarmed woman who he thought at the time was a teenager. Was that Match Lap? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Matt yeah, Match Lap was literally. So, so Fox News already was saying this is disgusting. This is horrible. This is bad. People deserve to die when they were shot unarmed by the cops. That's that's the messaging that was coming out on Fox. A lot different mm-hmm. than, of course, 
MSNBC saying, oh, this protest is mainly peaceful. Everything is mainly... There's a, there's a, there's a yeah. police station on fire behind the guy, and he yep. goes, now, now, I know, there's a fire, but <laughs> fire, it's but mostly, mostly peaceful. peaceful. And, and now these same people are lecturing us about how everyone who was there, whether innocent or not, whether bad or not, whether doing something illegal or not, deserves to be sent to jail for the maximum amount of time. We deserve to lose our civil liberties. We, de- we deserve to lose our speech because this happened. And this is bad, and this is horrible because violence should be detested at all costs. Here's, Meanwhile, they are cheering it on just a few weeks ago. Here's, here's what I love, though. When Black Lives Matter shows up in D.C., they paint the street Black Lives Matter. Then they get a ridiculous amount of police to guard the... 27? All, mm-hmm. all, no, no, no. I'm talking about guarding the Capitol buildings. Oh, yeah. You can see the, the picture of CBP doing their trainings, and they're like, we're dispatching CBP. And the left... I think it's it, they, they make a really great point when they say, why were so many cops deployed when we come out? And then when it's Trump supporters, they don't bring out that many that that much at all. And I'm like, that's a really great point because they didn't secure this. Trump supporters break in. And because they didn't secure this, everyone now must suffer. Yeah. Social media must be censored. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people are being banned from Twitter like crazy. It's there's, there's tons of reports now of like thousands of people just getting their accounts just just axed. There you go. Some uh, a, a group of a, several hundred people breach the barricades. They go in the building. And like you said, it seemed like a lot of them may have been just bumbling about, mm. bewildered. There were guys smoking, literally rolled and smoked doobies in underneath the Capitol Rotunda. Wow. And there were like uh, th- three or four of them that I filmed. And they were just happy to talk none, to me about why, wearing... what kind of weed they were smoking. And that's I mean, crazy. I don't no know. No masks. They they. Nah, no mask. These you can't people, smoke a doobie with a mask on. No, but I mean, like, these people didn't realize. I'm not talking about, like, uh, COVID mask. I'm talking about. Oh, yes. The, the amount of cameras they have in there. I mean, you walk into that rotunda and you, you're, you're getting a facial scan. These so. people were bumbling and doting just, I don't know, fools. Yeah, I was watching not, like, not, not, base, look, ba- that guy uh, Baked Alaska just live streaming in there. I was like, oh, prison. No, yeah. Prison. I also don't think that they understand. Like, I think a lot of the people didn't. Uh, yo, that painting over there is literally priceless. It was painted in like 1784, yeah, right. you yeah. know, and it's this massive, That's like, scary. oil painting. And there's just literally guys smoking doobies in front of it. <gasps> yep. And I got pepper sprayed in that room. So and there was tear gas deployed in the rotunda. Yeah, right? there was there was like uh, pictures of like it the looked, Trump I didn't supporters. see it personally, but because I came in after. Of... But I, it, like I said, I saw the evidence of, of riot control munitions. So yeah. Now that how how do you clean? The, 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 you know, they're spraying the fire extinguishers. People don't realize that all throughout the hallways of these buildings are priceless old mm-hmm. portraits and paintings that are well taken care of. I remember when I went to the White House, there, there were rooms where like, I went to, I went to the bathroom and there was like this ancient sword or whatever. I shouldn't say ancient, but like several hundred year old swords like outside the door. And I'm like, what is that? I'm like, oh, that sword is from this battle where, you know, this, this, you know, ambassador came here and I'm like, this is the bathroom. <laughs> That's the White House. When you're in the Capitol building, too, it's like that's mm-hmm. real artifacts and art of, of history. People going in there and smashing things and letting off the fire extinguishers and stuff. And then, of course, the right munitions. That's 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 you know what? You know what, man? You want to know what story really breaks my heart? The burning of the Library of Alexandria. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys you guys know that, right? Like the old old library yeah, ancient yeah. history that like, man, all the all the things we could have learned and all that history is gone. So I, when I when I when I think about what you're talking about these paintings, mm-hmm. I don't like it. I, but I, I will say, at least in the situation that I was in, the police showed a lot of restraint in only pushing, you know, and basically relying and taking, only and taking on selfies that. with people. 
Well, so like I said, I didn't see any of that. So I can only speak on what I saw. But those police in that room, I saw maybe one or two times pepper spray deployed in a very like they were they were outnumbered. And it wasn't until, you know, the TAC police arrived. uh, There were like a a dozen guys in TAC. They were outnumbered. I don't know if you guys seen that video. uh, um, BG on the scene got it where you had the U.S. Capitol Police guy. He was like in the corner, literally like just shivering, quivering of fear. And I was like, whoa, that was like, oh, man, I feel. Isn't Isn't that weird, though? Were you were you guys quivering when when this all this was going down? Were you you were inside? Were you shaking with fear and like scared, like as people were coming in? You you you've got the the risk, Richie, of of the protesters and the police. That's you're, true. You're, you're not a participant. You're there as a That's journalist. True. They were smashing cameras outside, mm-hmm. so the cops are going to be like, "I don't care." They're going to go after everybody. Then you got the protesters who are like, "What?" what there, someone's etched murder the media into yeah. a door. Oh I saw yeah, that. yeah, yeah, I saw that. that. Yeah. How is it? W- were, were you quivering, Richie? Were you terrified and shaking? I think the only reason why I, you know, would think that I would get targeted is because I think I, you know, I'm not going to dress up like a Trump supporter, right? But when I go to an Antifa riot, I'm dressing up like Antifa to blend in. So I think maybe, you know, I stood out more than I would have I in just, a normal I'm, situation. I, what, what, what I just mean is you, you, you are in this mm-hmm. a credentialed press, mm-hmm. you normal access to the building and all that stuff. You're covering what's going on. And there's this cop who's quivering and terrified. Mm-hmm. Now we have this photo of all the members of Congress are like hiding and ducking, terrified. I think yeah. to be fair, they don't know necessarily what the threat is. All they know is they're told something's right. going on, and they found pipe bombs. So you know that I understand. But it's 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 to me the cop to see that video of that cop yeah. shivering, yeah, and I'm that like was, that dude. Yeah. Look, man, I you know I once interviewed this NYPD detective, and he was he was talking about the problems of the the, the cops and guns and unarmed people being shot, and he said. It's because you got scared people with guns. Mm-hmm. You got to have like, there's nothing more dangerous than a scared person with a gun. And I'm like, oh, there's a lot of things more dangerous. You know, like a big grizzly bear running through New York. But I get your point. I get your mm-hmm. point. And so when, when I see a video of that, I'm like, dude, it's not prepared for this. Not That's at all. Yeah, point. there's there's memes going around showing the pictures of the legislators and they're kind of hiding. And uh, the caption reads, uh, th- these are the people that send us to war. Send your and, children yeah, to send war. Send your children mm-hmm. to war. And, and again, people react differently during moments of, of panic and chaos. And you don't really know what's going to happen mm-hmm. until you really face it, until you have that adrenaline rushing through your blood, until your, your, your instincts take, uh, you know, um, just take over. You know, rational thinking is out the door. Some people are able to quiet their mm-hmm. mind and see things very slowly, but very yeah. few people can do that. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you guys this too, because this is something. Uh, there's an experience that people often say when you're in these conflict situations, it feels like time slows down. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that, was that resonate with you guys? It certainly does with me when I used to be on the ground with this stuff. Yeah. There would be gunshots going off and it's not, it's like, of course it doesn't slow down, like not literally, but there's like, you're just heightened. Your, your, your brain's going a million miles an hour and it feels kind of like you're taking all, like I, Neo in the matrix and yeah, the bullets yeah. are coming and then so you're slightly like, moving away. Like me yeah. being in, in these different rides in these different countries and in, in places like Ferguson. It's not that time slows down. That's why I explain to people. But it's like all of a sudden, my my like you know when you're when you're looking at something, you're focused, right? Like, like there's a beer bottle over there. I can read the beer bottle and I can see in my peripheral vision mm-hmm. some you know some stuff. But like in these conflicts, it's like all of my field of vision becomes focused, yep. like in yeah. focus, and I can just see everything's coming in, and it kind of makes it feel like time is slowing. Y- your down. senses are honed in, and you're in the moment, and every sound, every every little just, thing you pick up on and you register, and it's there. I think um, I read it in a book. It's um, "Think and Grow Rich" by Napoleon Hill, and I think maybe for us because we're journalists, and I think this is what it is for us. I think we when we're in those moments, I think what it's called it's called flow state for us. Yes, yeah. flow I think state? for it's us, good book too. Yeah. yeah, for us, I think. 
since our 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 focus is so high because we know i think the moment the intensity the significance and also i think a lot of stuff we cover is historic so i think we know to perform our best that we just kind of click into this flow state and things just tick and sometimes you can't just describe like for me yeah like i'm a you know people always come up to me and they're like oh man like i love what you do you're such a brave person and stuff i'm like i'm not like i don't you can't get me to go on a roller coaster like i won't do a roller coaster <laughs> i don't stuff. do roller but coasters i think what either. it is is in those moments when we're in those chaotic scenes and you don't know what's gonna happen i think as journalists we kind of maybe click into this flow state because for me yeah the the I don't have any fear. I just feel more focused. I feel I actually more feel more alive than ever. Like I feel like I don't know. I feel yeah, like everything is yeah, up to I a, feel like to everything 11. is it's in tune. But I mean, what, what what do you think, Richie, about that? I don't know how I how think it clicks in for you. Definitely that. But I think there's a unique feeling that I've felt uh, just a handful of times over this you know riotous period, and um, it's a feeling of how is this my country and how is this happening here and. Another time was when they tried to pull down the Jackson statue right in front of the White yes. House and they spray painted Black House Autonomous or BHAZ right. um, on the St. John's Church. And that was Trying another to, and moment. They, and they set it on fire. Yes. Like and, the, the, and the video of the fire from that church is no oh, joke. Mm-hmm. No joke. We're lucky they put it out. And it's also hard because, you know, in most of these instances, I'm covered in pepper spray. So it's like it's like this moment where I take off my gas mask and I'm like, yes, this is I, I'm seeing what I'm seeing is real. You know what? You want to you know what, man? I've been in. I don't know. I don't. I, I've got this, this sinking feeling all day since yesterday, since all the stuff started going down. I can feel it, you know, right in the pit of my stomach. Just this low grade worry. I don't necessarily want to say fear because not like I'm heightened. And I'm I'm like alert to like something coming, but it's like a worry, like yep. a kind of stress, right? Now I don't know if everybody's feeling that way. The people who are watching, because I go, I go out, you know, I'm go, I go to the gas station or whatever. I go out to eat, and people are just going about their lives like nothing's going on. And I wonder if it's because I've seen this in other countries. The stuff that we're seeing with the with with AOC and Cory Bush saying expel Cruz and Hawley. We, AOC has said we must pass Cory Bush's resolution expelling and investigating these Republicans. I've seen that kind of stuff before. I've seen that language before. Yep. And I've seen where these street protests end up with people, you know, going through the doors of a building and taking it over and shutting things down. And now it's happening here. Mm-hmm. And there's no escape. Because I always knew when I was in some of these countries watching the cast and the destruction, and yeah, criticize it. It's the journalistic, it's the parachute journalism privilege of knowing when all is said and done, I'm on a plane, I'm back home, I'm kicking back having a burrito and watching SpongeBob or whatever, like Family Guy. I don't got anything to worry about. This is your country, right? So I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But you know, when I've been to places like Venezuela and Egypt, Ukraine, etc., and I'm watching these things happen, I'm like, I know that I'm dipping my toe in, and at a certain point, they're going to call me back, and I'm going to go home, and then I'm going to go to my friends and be like, wow, how crazy was that? Cool, you guys want to order pizza? Now I'm sitting here at my house, watching videos of my own capital, and seeing similar things. And people, uh, these people who are pushing these narratives, these people on CNN who are, are, are just, I watched this thing with Cuomo and Don Lemon doing this handoff, and I almost threw up on my mouth a little bit. I'm like, they love it. They love it. They're, they're, they're egging each other on. You know, uh, it's like Don Lemon's laughing and like eating chips or something. I don't know what he was doing. And they're just like, these people are terrorists. And then Joe Biden comes out and says it's domestic terrorism. And I'm like, 74 million people voted for Donald Trump. 74 million people. And they say in a poll, 45% of Republican voters supported the storming of the Capitol. This is not a joke. You cannot be calling for escalation. Ted Cruz was right when he said, we need to put the anger down. Away. We need to come together. We need to figure this out. And what was AOC's response? You should be expelled. And I'm like, I have seen this. 
and I know where it goes, and I'm watching mm-hmm. it happen. I'm it's freaking me out. Seventy four million people disenfranchised, ignored, censored, and shamed. And it's, and, it's not go- and it's not going to get any better. I mean, I mean, we talked about this for a while. We knew this was happening. And that feeling that you're getting, it's here too. Uh, it's, it's like a heaviness. It's, it feels more like the bottom of my stomach because it feels like this is just the beginning mm-hmm. and it's only going to get worse from here. That's why, you know, also, I, I was there in Venezuela. I went to certain places like Zimbabwe to Somalia to see just chaos. And when you're there, you know, you do have a moment where you're like, Whew, okay, I'm away from it. I finally got away from it. But when it's in your backyard, when it's happening in the United States, when you're seeing people hurt, injured, when you're seeing people just lost and, and you know them, it, it, it's something that is really a feeling that that's very hard to describe. But that pit, it's there. I, yeah. I had it since yesterday mm-hmm. as well. And I, I sadly feel like it won't be healed. It won't be fixed no, anytime soon, especially if we have these institutions continuing to put fuel on the fire. When I was in uh, Egypt, and I know, I know I tell the story about Egypt a lot, but uh, it was, uh, I think it was like the 4th of July, actually, in 2013, maybe, when they started going in and arresting journalists. There was reports that the, that the military had gone into various news outlets, shut them down, arrested people. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I got to call my security people. I got to call my support, figure out what's going on. And immediately when I heard that the journalists were getting arrested, it felt like someone grabbed my, like my stomach and just squeezed it as hard as they could. Cause it's like that stress immediately. Like, Oh man, I'm in this country. The revolution is right there. So I was like, I got to get my wits together. I had everything packed and I would, you, you got to stay calm. You can't panic, mm-hmm. you know, cause I didn't know what was going on. Right. For all I knew, they were shutting down the journalists reporting on everything. It turns out they were targeting certain journalists that supported the Muslim Brotherhood. I went down to the lobby, asked some journalists, and they said, don't worry, everything's cool. I was like, what's going on? Are they going after journalists? Is something we got to worry about? And these guys were just like, no, 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 no. They're going after pro-Muslim Brotherhood networks and stuff. And I'm like, still kind of messed up they're doing this, but we should be good, right? And they're like, yes. And then when the APCs rolled in, I called up the crew and I was like, I think it's time to go to the airport. We leave to go to the airport. And I'm like, I'm getting that relieved feeling. And then they announced the bridges get shut down. Like we would have been stuck mm-hmm. inside there. The crazy thing, I'll tell you, man, when I was in Venezuela, I was, uh, we get back to the hotel. We, we, we weren't there for like, you know, the, the protests were going on and we're going around, uh, talking to people. It's, we're in Caracas and it's one of the, it's the murder capital of the world. And, uh, we, we get back, we go to the hotel. I go take a shower. I come back to Twitter and I have like 10,000 mentions. My, my Twitter's blowing up. At, at this point, when I was working, I had like 30,000 followers. So I'm like, how do I have 10,000 mentions? And it was a ton of threats, insults, some death threats. And so that's when it happens again, right? That feeling. Mm-hmm. And so my immediate reaction is, what do we do? And they said, don't leave right now. It's dark out. It's dangerous. Wait for the crack of dawn. Get in the car, get to the hot, get to the airport and get out. What happened was this, this pundit on TV had gotten some tweets from some American leftists who were saying I was working for the CIA. Wow. And so he ran with it. And he mm-hmm. called me a mercenary from the media who was in Ukraine and all this stuff. And so my main point is, you know, I get that feeling and I say, okay, be calm. What's our plan? We're getting in the car. We're going to the airport and we're getting out. We get, I get in the plane and I remember taking off. And as soon as the wheels left the ground, the feeling lifts and I'm like, <sighs> I'm officially in the air. I hope they don't turn the plane around. And some crazy stuff happened afterwards. But advice, there was an intern who was Venezuelan, and he, and he runs up to me immediately and says, how did you get out of the country? And I was like, I got on a plane. And he was like, you're lucky, bro. If you had stayed a little bit longer, you probably would have been flagged and blocked because they arrest people for way less than what they accuse you of. 
Long story short, there's no getting on a plane and leaving right now. This stuff's all going down. And, you know, all day today, I'm looking at Twitter and I'm looking at the media and I'm seeing pundits, leftists, Democrats, and they're saying we need more authority. We need more powers. We need retribution. We need reconciliation. You saw that tweet from David Cross where he said, F that I want blood. Did you see that? Maybe he was trying to make me be funny because Joe Biden called for unity. It doesn't matter if he's trying to be funny or not, because we've seen too much violence. A, 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 an Antifa guy shot and killed a dude in Portland, a Trump supporter. And so people are, are, are they're, they're not even on edge anymore. They, they, we're off. We're falling, right? And then you see something like that. Was that Twitter removed? Was he banned? I don't know. I don't think so. But it's not a joke. It's not at all. There's no, there's no plane to get on to get out of here. It, we're in it. And then even after the uh, the election results, CNN came out and made like an hour special where they compared the whole Trump movement to Nazi Germany. So it's just like what? Yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's like having these things play out in mass media. I think mm-hmm. is fueling keeps fueling the division, and we are so far apart from each other. And then you know, for me growing up in California, it's just like if now I understand. You know, people in California don't even understand like the problems of like someone in Middle America and like. Michigan and in, in, in Ohio, you know, for someone in California, they think, you know, if you vote for Trump, you're this crazy, you know, racist person. And then, you know, you, you could go to somewhere like Detroit and say, hey, well, what's the reason why you voted for Trump? And they'll tell you, well, I had a great job in the automobile industry, but then the NAFTA deal came. Now my job shift. Now I can't feed my family. Now my kids are, mm-hmm. are on opioids. Now I have a divorce. My kids are on, are on drugs. Y- you know, no one speaks to me in Washington. So it's just like, I don't, you know, how do we get back where we could just have regular americans back at the table talking about the about the about these issues but uh i think media right now is just playing a huge role in, in the division division and it's just it's no and yeah. it's from both sides not just from one side from yeah. both sides. i mean th- that was th- what happened after kenosha which is like one side of the media basically had was telling a different story than the other yeah and me being the witness caught in the middle like it's it's was incredibly infuriating to see you know one side not want to hear what you had to say what you saw not like your opinion on the thing, what you saw, because they had some political opinion on it. You know, I remember when that was happening, and I remember saying, there's no going back from this. Once you have mainline media institutions excusing violence for political means, there's no way you could put that big, I can't curse here, uh, big genie back into the lamp. You can't. Um, the genie's out. And uh, it's being vigorously rubbed by all the special interests that are benefiting off of this larger we, divide and conquer agenda and these people fighting each other. And sadly, I mean, when you're when you the, the, I think one of the issues that led to this is the censorship. More censorship is going to create more problems, more disenfranchised people, more people not being able to talk out ideas. Mm-hmm. But they're going to go to the extreme because they can't resolve it with proper communication. That's one of the most important things that I think we should also talk about. And also the copycat effect, which I want to talk about in just a little bit. But you have a point. You this is uh, no, we got some uh, big news. Actually, this news is from yesterday. Uh, Heidi Hatch from KUTV's confirmed a Utah man involved in the protests uh, this uh, uh, involved in protests in Utah this spring was in D.C. and stormed the Capitol amid violent protests. It's a man named John Sullivan, and he was arrested as a member of Black Lives Matter during during the riots in spring. And apparently he claims he was there just to document, but he was there as the woman was shot. So it, it looks like we do have confirmation of leftists part of the, the protests that stormed the Capitol building. I brought this up. You know, as a lot of people are saying, like Matt Gates said, there's a facial recognition company that like found Antifa or something. I don't think that's true. I think they denied that. 
I don't know where he got that information from. But a lot of people are saying this was Antifa who did this. Well, there's not a whole lot of evidence, but we, we do have a guy now. We have him. This is what I was wondering. We, asked, we, we were asking some questions the other day. Antifa always counter protests. They always show up. They announced they were going to show up. Where were they this time? And so I said this a few days before. Now that the Proud Boys and Trump supporters are mad at cops, what happens when Antifa says, okay, and, then, and they don't, okay, my enemy of my enemy is my friend, I guess. Is that, is it possible that some of these people at least, well, we got this from Heidi Hatch of KUTV. I believe she's of KUTV. Yes, KUTV News confirming this guy. They, he's listed as an organizer of, a, of the Provo protest, arrested, mm-hmm. accused of rioting and making threats. And they even say in the uh, uh, KUTV story or the woman, she says he does not align with Donald Trump uh, uh, politically. So we have leftists that were inside the Capitol. At least we can say that much. I don't know if that means moving forward, but. And that's that's what I think. Why I always just say the term protesters. I mean, I know people always get mad. Oh, it's a riot or it's this or it's that. I mean, I just think that's a generic term as opposed to saying Antifa BLM rioters. You don't know just because they're wearing all black. You know, they could have come out there with good intentions. They're just a a mom who, you know, wanted to, you know, her kid got beat up by the police, you know. So so you don't know just because they're wearing black or just because they're wearing a red hat. Oh, okay. Yeah, you this support is, this, all the president's policies. This is where sure. I, I don't care for the tribalism. That when that dude in all black showed up to that was an auto zone or whatever in Minneapolis and had smashing things out, immediately said they, immediately they said, this guy is far right. Like the left knew. Yeah. Or a cop. Or, or, or a cop, cop, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we have the exact same thing when this goes down. They're saying it was Antifa who did this. And it's like, there may be. We've got this, we got this guy, right? They, so the, this was from yesterday. They're saying they confirmed it. But come on, man. There but were people wearing Trump hats. We'll like, get we'll get know. a lot more information as we see who does get arrested. Right. Because they do yep. have facial facial recognition in there right. inside the Capitol. Yep. I don't know about Well, we have a whole Antifa, track but. trace and database society with the NSA and FBI pretty much knowing everything about everyone through their cell phone. They could easily geolocate everyone. They don't need to put out these uh you know uh these notifications like the FBI and the USA Today. They they released saying if you have any information, notify us, send us all your photos, send us all your tips, send us all the information. We're mm-hmm. going to go after everyone that was inside of there. And again, we also another important an element to kind of really think about here from my experience covering events mob mentality is also something that people really need to consider because yes yep. there are some bad bad actors but there's also some people just caught up in the crowd there's one famous photo i just sent it to you lydia of this like older lady with her juice box literally just kind of like not knowing where she oh, is inside of the, the capital and uh, you yeah, know, she was literally getting like walked down the steps by, by Capitol Police. Yeah, Mike Cernovich had an interesting kind of uh, um, comment about this. Uh, let me try to find it here because um, what was he talking about? He said, "Let's just say uh, this is after Donald Trump's announcement." He said, "Let's just say that the Trump campaign will not be creating a bail fund for his supporters. Lots of innocent people going to get caught up. I feel deep sadness for them. Some bad guys, sure." But droves always find themselves in the nest. This is this is a really doves, uh, a, common, a common tactic we see among left wing organizers. First thing I'll say is I'm not saying this as an attack outright on the left. I'm just pointing out the right is not organized. They're not. There's no like there's there's very little organization on the right. They don't go out. In big It was marches. not organized. This yeah, whole they, thing was poorly organized. I heard no it from bail a lot support, of no people. masks, no plans, no strategy. Mm-hmm. But among the left, what they do is they know who their marks are. It's like body filler, essentially. They need a certain number of bodies as cover, and they want regular people to get arrested. So what we've seen in the past is 
you'll get like 10 extremist activists or extremists, and they'll set up an event that's palatable to a thousand regular people who want to wave little flags and say, you know, save the environment. Once they get that march going, they use that as cover to go and do some kind of action that results in a mass arrest. That way, when these hundred or thousand regular people are confused and getting arrested, you get a bunch of press. They want that to happen. Imagine if 10 people stormed the Capitol, just 10. People would be like, oh, 10 people went in, I guess, whatever. Were they arrested? Yeah, I guess. You know, it would have been really easy for the cops to handle it. So they know they need bodies, unsuspecting, doting, you know, individuals who have no idea what's going on, who see an open door and walk in confused, bewildered. And then the people who are pushing for this, who want it to happen, can get away with it. Mm-hmm. And it's and, and I'm not saying that it was on purpose here. I'm just saying what you end up seeing is often unsuspecting and bewildered people marching in. It's a, it's a very real in. psychological right. phenomenon yep. of, of like a mob mentality. Yep. Where if a couple people do it, that's all it takes. And, and I mean, you, you across the country, you could even see from the footage, too, because right when folks are in there, they're just like like Richie said, they were taking selfies, smoking pot. So for, even for them, they were more shocked that they were even in there. Yeah, exactly. They were just kind of taking it in. They didn't know whether they were you know, staging a sit in or, you know, or occupying the Capitol building for several hours. You know, they didn't even know they were, you know, I was watching that, you know, a bunch of streamers just having fun smoking pot it what was kind of they? a yes. jo- it was kind of like that's what i'm saying this if 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 that's antifa then i mean yeah i, I mean wow yeah i don't think any antifa is going to dress as undercover trump supporters you then want to go to jail for 10 years to they, smoke they, a they, joint inside well, a well, capital what, what, what under I love is, that trump put in place yeah the, <laughs> I, the idea that antifa would take their mask off put on a maga hat take their mask off put on a maga hat and then walk in and be like i'm actually a trump supporter here's my face like they wouldn't do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, but there the but there were there were a lot of people wearing masks mm-hmm I saw some of these people and I thought to myself, Trump supporters don't go around wearing masks like that. I've been to so many different Trump rallies. You got troublemakers that are not left wing, but there's also boogaloo boy types. They wear masks, you know, so we, we don't necessarily know who these people were. Again, we do know one of these guys was a BLM activist from Utah who was there at the Capitol. Not surprised. We've seen those videos of Black Lives Matter and boogaloo boys shaking hands. You see that one? Yeah. The Antifa guys like you stood here with us today. So we're, we, we thank you. I was like. And then the Boogaloo boy says something like, hey, man, like we agree the government's bad. And they're like, all right. Well, they agree. You know, so they, they, they like mm-hmm. to claim that Boogaloo boys are somehow the same as Trump supporters. And it's just not true. It's not true. Trump supporters are very much like liberals, you know, and not not politically, of course, but in the sense that they like the country to a certain degree, you know, like they're, they're OK with how this country functions. They're OK with uh, it's basically like reform versus revolution. Mm-hmm. You've got extremists on both sides who want dramatic change, overhaul, and revolution. And then you've got the regular left and right-wing individuals. I think the problem is the left in this country has moved so far left, but also gains has so much control now of institutions that regular Trump supporters who probably would be satisfied with winning an election are now feeling just totally cut out, period. Mm-hmm. And so you then start seeing, you know, I think they're going to get taken advantage of. That, that anger they have now will be used by more extremist types, including Antifa, who was uh, clearly there was a dude there from BLM. Well, and we saw what happened in the first, the very first rally. Uh, basically, there were tons of footage of people in red hats walking through BLM Plaza. Similar situation. Didn't realize what they were walking themselves into yeah. with all like a mass of BLM folks in the plaza getting their butts beat. And then the next time around, the Proud Boys say, not this time. And they all travel from around the country by literally the thousands and show up ready to roll. And that time, I mean, I think there was a lot more of the aggression coming from the Proud Boys. We yeah. got, we, we've got some huge news. Betsy DeVos has resigned. 
okay, writing, writing in a letter to the president, there is a quote, there is no mistaking the impact your rhetoric had on the situation. And it is the inflection point for me. Oh, she was a staunch reporter too. Staunch supporter. Of Trump. And not yeah. only that, but she was, you know, a lot of uh, Trump, you know, we have Jack Murphy on the show and he talks about Democrat to deplorable. He wrote this book. He interviewed a lot of people. And one of the big issues was Title IX, right? Reform from these colleges, making sure due process was standing and, and, and these critical, critical race theories being challenged. And she was very much doing that. That's what, you know, Trump brought her in for. Well, for one, uh, some of the, one of the reasons, at least now she's out. I tell you, man, what happened at that Capitol? You know, you know what, man? Look, there are a lot of people that don't want to listen to me. The left doesn't want to listen to me for sure. And many of them, staunchest Trump supporters, don't want to hear it. But when Lynn Wood snapped off, I said, this is bad. When Sidney Powell snapped off, this is bad. Tucker Carlson said, I called Sidney, said, where's the evidence? And she didn't give us any. And what happened? His ratings got cut in half. Mm -hmm. If you listened to Tucker, Trump would be in a better position right now. When I said... Lynn Wood is tweeting like crazy, and it is one of the most destructive things for the president. I had a bunch of just like ardent Trump-supporting people say, you're wrong. He knows what he's talking about. Like, no, dude. Whether that's true or not doesn't matter. Okay, fine. I think, it, I think he's, 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 he's off. I think he's gone nuts. I don't know what's going on with him. But he's delegitimizing the president. And so when all this goes down, you need to understand the impact that going into that Capitol had. It scared people. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to be uh, – it's just – what do you accomplish? I, I, exactly. I don't. I don't see what goal would you would have where that's like Look, a good way to get there. People thought that I guess you know. Uh, there's that video of that woman and she's crying and she's like, "I went in and they mazed to me," hmm. and they're like, "Why did you go in?" And she goes, "We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution." Like, what do you mean a revolution? You, you, a bunch of random people walking into the Capitol building is a revolution. Like, I'm, it's not. You know, it's what's not. The, what's kind of the saddest yeah. thing too that we should just take away is. You know, Ashley, the the Air Force veteran who died. I mean, she served our country. She's she served in wars only to die in the U.S. Capitol building. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a disgrace. The people in this country are getting really mad, and you know, I'm hearing people say that it's a reminder to you know the Republican Party or whatever that the you know we're we're here and we're loud or whatever. And I'm like, the Republican Party just like does what the Democrats want them to do for the most part. They, they, they feign objection. They feign, you know, oh, we're going to fight back. And then they obstruct and then nothing really happens. Like Lindsey Graham coming out and saying like, oh, that's it for me. I'm like, oh, come on. Like as if you were really ever doing anything for anybody. Come on. You're, you're, these politicians win because people go and vote for R or D, not a person, you know. So what I've been warning for some time is you got a lot of angry people in this country for a lot of reasons. Before Trump, it was the loss of manufacturing jobs and the collapse of these small towns and the opioid crisis. And Trump was addressing that in many, many different ways. Whether he solved those problems is another question. Now, with the COVID lockdown, a lot of this is being revived and people are angry. And they're especially mad now that the president they supported after 74 million votes loses. But they're particularly mad that there's a bunch of signed sworn affidavits of impropriety and it should be adjudicated. And, and there's weird uh, mathematical anomalies and questions that want to be raised. All of these things need to be presented. Now, here, here, here's the thing. They talk about on the, in the media, oh, it went to court. We, we, these things were in court and they were all you know, shot down by the judges. Well, not on the merits, right? On procedure. Here's the problem. You actually had advocates in the Senate. They called them the dirty dozen because the media was insulting them. The Republicans who said, we are going to go through the evidence. It was your chance to have the evidence presented in the joint session. Exactly. And what happened? They broke the doors in. They evacuated 
And that was it. That's what makes zero sense. It makes right. no sense. They were supposed to have their time for the whole country to be watching. We, the and TV was we on. we were all watching this. CNN was on. And they were counting the votes. And they were playing what the Republicans had to say. And I was like, this is it. The chance for the American people to hear the argument. And then they evacuated, shut it down. And that was it. And then nobody was watching. And I was really interested on what Josh Hawley was going to come out and say. Because I was actually shocked that he came out. And was like, I'm going to eject. So I'm like, okay, this is one of the more rising stars of the, the Republican Party. You know, he, he's come out and just set himself as a populist. He's, um, he also kind of set himself apart by like working with Bernie Sanders on the, on the, on the 2K stimulus check. But once he came out and said, okay, this is going to get interesting, he then, you know, Ted Cruz followed then. But like you said, everyone is now jumping ship. Uh, uh you know, Lothar ended up, uh, rescinding her, her objection as well. And it's going all downhill real, real fast for the so Trump we, administration. We, How, what's the reconciliation, though? Is there just none? I mean, oh, well, I mean, know, you got like Ted happen? Cruz saying, let's put the anger aside and come together. <sighs> but they don't want it. CNN clearly doesn't want it. AOC doesn't want it. The, 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 uh, Cenk Uger doesn't want it. They don't want it. They do not want peace. And so the problem is what they don't realize, or they do, I don't know, when they point to like this QAnon Viking guy. This is not the majority of Americans, let alone Trump's base or the Republican Party. It's just there are fringe people. Uh, you know, I really don't like it when the conservatives say that uh, Antifa is the Democratic Party. And I'm like, come on. Agreed. They, exactly. They hate Joe Biden. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But they do think it's easier mm -hmm. to overthrow a feeble old man than a fascist. That's yep. what exactly. they've been saying on social media. But they don't like Joe Biden. No. And so I've even been saying, like, now Antifa and the Trump supporters are against the establishment, right? But when you get... The, the high profile leftists claiming that every person who voted for Trump is like a QAnon person. And that's what they do. You're creating very serious problems. And so they're like, we don't want to unify with these Q crazy people. And it's like, okay, what about like the middle aged suburban housewife who isn't all that political and just vote a Republican for the sake of Republican? You're going to accuse her of being a cultist? Are you going to blanket everybody in the same group? Well, apparently that's why they don't want to unify. They don't want to be, we can't associate with them. They have, they have a, a, a hyper polarized view of the other. And that's all we get in media all day, every day is the other is bad. The other is well, bad. And I think the one thing that's unique there as well, just in terms of the way that one side is viewed from the other, I, I don't think that I think that the right might often say in media, you know, that the left is acting in bad faith, but they'll never really like say you're ignorant or you're stupid or you're somehow sub smart enough to stand on the same plane as me. But having worked at NBC and then worked at the Daily Caller and for Mark Levin, I mean, that's a very real thing. And I think it's yeah. really, 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 really hard until you're on that side and we, you, you experience it. We've got some uh, partially breaking news from the past hour. Shamari Stone of NBC says breaking. I'm outside the U.S. Capitol. A police officer just walked by with a flashlight, shined it in our parked SUV and other parked cars. Many officers holding assault rifles run down Constitution Avenue. An officer just told me you might want to clear the area. Now, I'm going to issue a correction for Shamari. I don't believe they, they they use assault rifles, do they? Or actually, they're police. They might actually have yeah, selective selective fire on these things, right? Yeah, what? they have like, fully auto usually. So they are assault yeah. rifles, absolutely. Okay, so it depends uh, so, on the cop, but but they, in DC, they have attack police that are yeah full, with full equipped, auto. Yeah. So these these are actual assault rifles. Okay, so that's my my bad. He says he, again, a U.S. Capitol police police officer just told me, sir, this is an emergency situation. Clear the area. Police hold assault rifles and search cars. Well, it, it, I want to just mention too, Tim, before me and R Richie got over here. One of our reporters for the Daily Caller was actually shooting some B-roll at the Capitol, and he let us know uh, after 40 minutes that he was on the ground that he he was cleared away from the Capitol because they were searching for, I believe, a second bomb. Right, Rich? There's oh, just right now, right now tonight. Yeah, this is earlier yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. This is at um, yeah, a few hours ago, maybe 3 p.m. Yeah. Wow. 
So that was yeah. We we I forgot to mention that as soon as, as soon as we got in the show. But yeah, that that happened earlier today. We had a daily call reporter on the ground there. Well, I don't know what's going on now. Something's happening. I can't really find anything, but we'll keep yeah, we'll looking. Just keep an eye on it. Yeah. This is becoming the breaking news show, Tim. Yeah, no, right. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it happens. It happens. Well, it's, you know, that's good. That's it's good. important to cover yeah. these events. Now, another thing I wanted to add on your comments about the fringe, Tim, is that the fringe is only going to grow because of censorship. More censorship, more people will go on the fringe. And the mainstream media now saying we need to ban them more, we need to censor them more is going to have the opposite effect. People need to realize that. And and another thing to kind of real really kind of consider here is uh, the the copycat effect because uh, we were just talking about mob and mentality. I think this is also something important to consider, especially how the media many times uh, helps kind of spur on mayhem, especially with their coverage of mass shooting events. And this has been criticized many times oh, yeah. through many scientific studies showing how highlighting and glorifying a shooter during a, a big national event only creates copycat shooters. The mainstream media knows about this. The scientists know about this. Anyone paying attention knows about this. But yet, if we want to reduce harm, you're not going to create more fringe people. You're going to, going to actually address real issues like the copycat effect that no one really wants to even have a legitimate conversation about that legitimate cause that legitimately causes pain and suffering. You know what's really funny is uh, Andrew Yang had some tweets where he said that media polarization is causing this problem. Part, he, he talks about the issues that have led to the hyperpolarization. And then he says partisan media. And then he puts in parentheses Fox. And a lot of people were like, why did you need to do that? You should yeah. not have done that. He's right. I think Fox plays into it. I think CNN plays into it. I think MSNBC plays into it. There's just, you know, 10, 10 news outlets for every one Fox. You know Exactly. I mean? But regardless, when you get that, it creates a problem. I've even self-reflected on my own content where I'm often critical of the Democrats, and I'll say it right now. I can sit here and say, oh, the tribalism is all bad, and I'm heavily criticizing AOC. How do you get past that? I don't think it's possible. If Ted Cruz says we need peace, I say, thank you, Ted Cruz. When AOC says no peace— expulsion i say okay that's a that's, problem that's exactly my point which is that if you wanted to have somebody on this show uh who was you know left of center it would be much harder than i, I presume oh, of and and that is exactly what i'm talking about which is he's beneath me because he thinks this you know because whatever he's not establishment legacy whatever he doesn't work for the new york times it's just absolutism it's authoritarianism well, it's pushing pushing the humanism and the algorithm also specifically on twitter promotes it whenever yeah. you dunk on somebody or insult someone the algorithm is done in a way where more people see that mm -hmm. particular post yeah. more people engage in that particular post and you're seeing more followers more likes more hearts especially the more divisive you are and we have to also i mean legitimately point the finger at big tech social media exactly. companies that have been benefiting off of this tribalism warfare that they've been breeding. They are partially responsible for it. And there's a lot of people talking about all these conspiracies, but this is something legitimately that we should worry about, that we should consider on, on, on a big level, because these are the ingredients that created this situation. These ingredients are only being added. They're not being subtracted. This big oh, yeah. pile of crap family-friendly show here, but this big stinking peanut-filled piece of crap is there because of specific ingredients that are in there that could be addressed, but they're not. Even simple conversations about them mm -hmm. are censored online. And again, we're never going to deal with it it's, if, listen, listen. if we don't have free speech. It's easier for Mark Zuckerberg to ban Trump and then say, oh, it's for your own good, when in reality, he's just saying, I'm more scared of the left than the right. So one mm -hmm. of the biggest, you look at the things that led to the, Trump's victory. 
you look at the things now that are leading to the anger, and one of which has been censorship for some time, people not being allowed to have a voice. When you take away people's even ability to argue with you, well, then they snap and they get angry. And so that was a driving factor. And, and Facebook and, and Twitter and YouTube and Twitch and Snapchat, all these different platforms are like, let's spray down the, you know, the, 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 the we, got, we got this big old pile of crap. As Luke said, they opened up a sewer line. Like, let's, we're, don't worry, we're solving it. We're cleaning it up. And you're like, dude, you're just filling it up. With, you're, filling, you're filling it up, man. Yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah. I think this is a recipe for disaster because if you're going to censor Trump and his supporters in the next four years, we're just going to get a trump or trump if that, you know makes sense we're gonna get someone even if if the left uh trump was crazy we're gonna get someone even way more more radical my my biggest thing i actually wanted to ask you guys now that we're all here is do you think that the media just pays attention and gives too much story to these fringe actors and the reason i would say that um tim because last time i was on here it was i believe we just came off one of the presidential debates and we were even talking about it in the show we were like boys, we were yeah. like why would they even mention the proud boys we yeah. have people like right. are dying mm-hmm. in this pandemic we're you know we're giving them too much attention and, and, and like i said on the left media it seems like any anytime we have uh you know anything uh regarding the right wing stuff the proud boys are the easy scapegoat but then same thing on the right. Exactly. Is anything, is the, any violence break, breaks out, Antifa's a scapegoat. This, yeah. it's like, this, is the, this is the interesting thing to me when it comes to news and conflict and crisis. You have the left, which has full control of cultural institutions, complaining about fringe groups of a couple thousand people as if it's the end of the world. And I'm just like sitting here like, well, I mean, the billions of dollars in damage and destruction and, you know, havoc that was reaped upon regular people came from the left. The Proud Boys, sure, you can criticize them, but why are these massive cultural institutions ignoring this? You know what I mean? Why? I guess the way I'm putting it, I'm trying to, I look at it as, should I really be concerned about a, a group of a few thousand people who, you know, talk smack on the internet and go around and march and get drunk and then sometimes fight Antifa? Or should I be worried about the thousands of people that are being praised by mainstream media who are being propped up by leftists and, and they're, they're comparing them to the soldiers storming the beaches of Normandy? That's, that's scary to me. Yeah, it's they ignore a, it. It's not a left or right issue. It's I guess the left likes their. Well, it's their, the same thing as um, with the with the BLM movement. You know, it's it's okay if we want to get to the root of the problem, and we and we think that Black Lives Matter, then all suffering as as a result of any violence should be something that's deemed as bad, right? And so it's the same thing. It's like instead of addressing the full problem you just choose this scapegoat that's really easy oh police you know okay like, it's all police all cops are bastards that's easy easy enemy this is Case why closed. you know they, they'll lump anybody who disagrees with them as in, in right wing they'll say they're all right wing or they're conservative or far mm-hmm. right i think it was i think the young turks called me right wing which is hilarious <laughs> I, I i disagree with yeah. you on why when you support violence so i'm right wing i actually agree with them on like a lot of domestic policy and economic policy so right wing and left wing are, are completely meaningless. But this is it for me. I'm not a right wing person. I've actually had people DMing me and they're like, I can see the leftists and like I talk about economic policy and stuff like that, especially. And like my issue is when I take an objective look at the media and what's going on, come on. It's obvious when they went out and they marched in the thousands. And then it was like, I think it was University of Colorado said Black Lives Matter protests actually slowed the yeah. spread of COVID. It's like, are you kidding yeah. me, dude? Come on, any sane, rational person sees that's that's ridiculous. But no, they, but they all had masks on, even though there were like ten thousand of them crammed uh-huh. into a space. They well, all. no, like at at at, at, uh, at so these big protests, they weren't wearing masks. masks on. They weren't wearing masks. You, 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 it's impossible. You can't get COVID no, no. But look, when that was going on earlier in the year, they weren't wearing masks. Yeah, 
Then later on, they started saying wearing masks, wear masks. But then we saw them celebrate Biden, take the mask off, drink champagne. Can, so, so they're calling everyone right wing. But what you're really getting is regular people who just see how absurd the news has become. And they're just like, okay, that's fake. And then they say, well, then you must be right wing. That's well, exactly then, where I fall. I voted for Obama twice, but now all of a sudden, you know. You I tell thought. the truth and you're, you're right wing. Interestingly, you know, I want to mention this too. You guys were both in Kenosha as well, huh? Yeah. Isn't that correct? You guys, are, you guys are like some of the most consequential journalists having been on the ground at some of the biggest moments of this past year. Yeah, it feels weird just... Uh, Where's your Pulitzer, huh? <laughs> Vince? <laughs> but I, 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 I'm, not, not, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here and being like, you guys get an award. No, like, but seriously, of, of the journalists we've seen, what do we get? The Pulitzers go to the people who just rag on uh, Cuomo, Russia, listen, Trump. Cuomo, Cuomo deserved Cuomo. that. He, he deserved it. Did the Emmy. I mean, the Emmy. I mean, he got the Emmy. Whatever. He got a shiny thing. <laughs> yeah, he gets the, the Emmy and he's like writing a book and he's a, a New York Times bestseller for handling the crisis. It's, it's insane. But yeah, I mean, it's just been, it's been in an insane journey, just kind of been able to be, you know, documenting on the, on the front lines of, of a lot of these kind of historic moments. And I mean, it all really kicked off, uh, you know, that George Floyd, I believe it was May, May 28th. Yeah, the, the so, foot, yeah. footage gets released and the whole world, you know, just turn, turn upside down. I do want to mention, it looks like K-Ron 4 has removed the article about the <laughs> officer dying. What? Oh, yeah, it's gone. Man. So the, the oh. article that we had pulled up, you can see, uh, if, you, if you pull it up, the URL says U.S. Capitol police officer dies after violent protests bringing death toll to five oh. is the URL. And now oh. it says the page you are looking for cannot be found. Maybe he didn't die. The I media posted that. fake news and we all fell for it. But I'll tell you something. If I think Matt that Gates, that guy is injured, though, the yeah, guy yeah. who got hit, and I think he's in very critical condition. So, if, if Matt Gates comes out and says, you know, oh look, Antifa was actually down there, they boo him, they say it's fake news, all that, let's come out and say it's fake news. Okay, I won't use it. Now we actually have a reporter from KUTV saying, here's a BLM leftist who was actually storming the Capitol. It's like, oh, okay, so so there, it's there's some truth to this. The mainstream media can put out this big story. We're we're told we have to accept them as being right, and here we are in real time. They were wrong. We opened this show with this big news of an officer dying because we trusted the mainstream media. So what are we? How do we navigate this? Well, I think I think that what we were talking about earlier about basically being able to scapegoat that kind of smaller group that's easier to put in a box. um, That's what happened after this. You know, nobody wants to address the fact that these people, you know, regardless of who they were, are angry about the results of the election. Like, um, so those people that we saw, you know battling cops was every single one antifa i literally saw hundreds of people battling with cops calling them all q and q and supporters is just ridiculous it's completely insane and and that that takes away the real reasons why they're mad which is they've been locked down for six months and then they feel that the election was taken from them. what if the reality is just that it was predominantly trump supporters but there's probably a decent you know spattering of leftists who joined in because they just don't like the government what if what we're actually going to start seeing is general populist revolt? You know, it doesn't matter if you're right or left. Clearly, this guy who stormed the Capitol building, this BLM guy, he's not a right winger. What was he doing there? Why? And why wasn't he fighting with the right? He was actually along with them. It's capitalizing on the chaos, just like the looters, you know. But they're, I, I they're think not, they're not protesting anything. They just want to get a free TV. I think it might become outright establishment, you know, versus outsider populist. 
regardless of left or right. I mean, we were talking about this just a, a few weeks ago on this show. We were telling you there's a big political realignment. A lot of people on the right are being disenfranchised with the back the blue crowd. The back the blue crowd is becoming less and less significant. More people are being disenfranchised. What's going to happen when, again, these ingredients that we were talking about that led to this, they're not being subsided. They're, they're being added upon and then... What, what's what's going to happen moving forward when the conditions get worse? The economic conditions are bound to get worse. The lockdown conditions are bound to get worse. Uh, the restrictiveness when it comes to people's freedoms and liberties are bound to get worse. What happens when you keep pressuring more and more on a public? I, you know, and and again, it's so frustrating because for for years I, I've been calling it out. For years I've been seeing it. And everyone's like, oh, you're crazy. You're just hyperbolic. And I'm like, no, you guys don't understand the larger ramifications from what I've seen in my foreign foreign reporting to what happened to other countries. That same thing is happening here. And, 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 and again, it's just absolutely insane to see it happen in our backyard. Also, very interestingly... The president of the Chicago Police Union actually came out with a statement pretty much going against all the other establishment kind of thinking uh, around this. And he said that there was, quote, this is according to him, there was no arson, there was no burning of anything, there was no looting, there was very little destruction of property, there was a bunch of pissed off people that feel an election was stolen somehow, some way. That's the official mm-hmm. quote from the Chicago. There, there was looting, though. Uh, yes, there was. Yeah. There's pictures of guys actually stealing the podium. Yeah. <laughs> there, you see the, uh, you see the joke? No, you see the you see the joke though, where it's like the guy decided to finally take a stand, took a political oh, stand. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I love literally it. and figuratively. <laughs> but 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 take yet again, the thing we have to realize here: all the things Puns. that made this happen, they're they're still there. They're only going worse. to get worse. And I think it is worth noting that while like a couple of podiums were taken, at least that I saw or what I've seen reported, you know, none of those precious works of art were intentionally. Yeah, uh, vandalized. Yeah. It's just they, they were walking around the red rope, which is so fascinating. Yes, People are exactly. like, "Wait, wait, wait, hold on!" They <laughs> exactly. just stormed the Senate building, what a riot. but they're walking. Wasn't it Norm Macdonald who said that or whatever? I, I don't it know if was, our... uh, there's a meme. People are saying, "I'm just fascinated with these people who stormed this building yeah. and they're and they're walking carefully, in line." Yeah. Carefully. Somebody somebody tweeted, "I love when our uh, insurrectionist rioters carefully walk around the velvet rope." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it was weird. It was weird. I think you know, you see some of these videos and. There were enough reckless, rambunctious individuals, but a decent amount of bumbling, you know, bewildered individuals. Exactly. Yeah, I want to ask you if. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say there's rumors, I guess, that like people are taking hard drives though out of computers or something. I don't know if it's true or not. I, I seen the, the one where it was the guy who like posted up in Nancy Pelosi's office and he has an American yeah. flag. Then there's like another footage of he's like outside and he has her mail. Yeah, and he's that's like, ridiculous. He's like, I have Nancy Pelosi's yeah. mail. I got to go to prison. Uh, that's a, yeah, yeah. That's a funny but I was going to ask. Do you think we see something similar? Maybe not the biggest, that the, the same crop, but something similar on January twentieth on inauguration day. Where the National Guard is being, uh, they're being kept deployed. Right. For the I mean, next thirty. There's days a curfew whatever. for the next fifteen days. Yeah. Wow. In, in Washington D.C. Six p.m. Wow, man. I'm, I'm now's a good time to leave town. I'm very upset because <laughs> I'm very upset because after six p.m. You can't get Uber Eats, so I can't get my McDonald's. Oh, so I got, yeah, yeah, I got really? Uber Eats yeah. last night. I yeah. got Uber Eats last night. Oh, yeah, but snap, really? I couldn't get it, came it last night. No, Virginia. No, no, you got to order they, from they, the they, right place. Okay. They said yeah, essential right. workers and delivery yeah. and stuff like that are okay. I couldn't yeah. get it on my app. And it's, media. It's, it's, a, it's a reduced out. You know what I love more than anything? The media exemptions. Essential. How crazy. 
Like yes. these journalists get to like walk around and do whatever they want as long as you're your press yeah. card and you can just be like, I'm media. Yeah. Well, kind of until you get beat up by a cop. Well, yeah. Listen, listen. <laughs> if they do a cur- curfew when you're walking around and a cop sees you back, press, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're covering everything. We're, we're here to report on what a good job you guys have done keeping everything safe and secure. And so we wanted to come out and just get some, some footage from our phone of showing you guys have this everything safe. So thank you, officer. And you just keep walking. All, that's yeah. what I tried to do, but all I could get in was, these are my credentials. Yes, sir. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> it can, it can go either way. <laughs> I'm talking about. <laughs> It's 8 p.m., the streets are empty, and you as a journalist are like, I'm going to go out and grab some food. And so you walk outside, and you're walking down the street, you're going to get your, you know, you know, crispy Popeye's chicken sandwich everybody loves, and there's a cop, and he's like, hey, you, it's curfew. And you go, actually, I'm a journalist. Here's my card. And they go, have a nice day, and they walk yeah. away. Privilege. That's privilege. Yeah, yep. privilege. Well, everyone else is locked in their house. They can't leave. Journalists are, are exempt. But then you're, I mean, what, really what you're doing is you're being a piece of crap because you're abusing your privilege yeah, you're not yeah. Also, what else is new so just like with... but there's no real like rules that can keep a crappy person from taking advantage of stuff yeah. right, 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 i mean right. in new york city i used my press cards to go to gala dinners because i was hungry sometimes you know and, <laughs> you and that, that was you're you know, a bad journalist they had really uh, hey it happened i admit it it wasn't uh, well there's the, there's there's uh, the inverse one yeah. time luke used a, 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 a huffington post was it a, yes. a, a lunch a lunch card yes as a pass, a press pass, and it worked. Yeah. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, so like, Huffington well, it said Huffington Post on it. So exactly, that, that makes sense. So what happened was, and it said luncheon on it, and it didn't even <laughs> say press. And I used it to sneak into events. It and then a, we trained wait, someone. Wait, wait. wait well, this was funny. This is <laughs> this is insane. Oh we went to an event, and we knew people at Huffington Post. They gave us these cards where it was like luncheon, and you got to walk in and just like grab a sandwich and grab a drink. But Luke kept his, and there was a point where like someone said, "Where's your press card?" And he just has this big ridiculous looking things is Huffington Post luncheon and the guy's like oh thank you because they know what Huffington Post was they were like that must be it but you didn't, you didn't the thing is you didn't tell them to look at it no you, you had no a, no this is the thing you don't even have to say anything it's just all about your confidence and yeah. your aura it's just like well what, you what, 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 what happened was you had a bunch of press cards on one lanyard yep. and so the guy just took the biggest one and looked at Huffington Post and assumed like yeah. must be good to me and Luke's like I don't know whatever yeah. it says lunch on it what are you that's doing that's what I when I <laughs> interviewed insane. Ariana Huffington and uh, she oh, yeah. wanted me to work for the Huffington Post Breitbart did but after I interviewed her she uh, was very very disappointed <laughs> and very shocked to learn Aww. the questions that I threw at her about to you learn know, that honest you, media to, to learn that you had been using her lunch card to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not to yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's a ton of stories that we could share. Also, does anyone else find it weird that the establishment went from, you know, defund the police to we need more police, mm-hmm. we need more arrests in just a matter of seconds when it would fit Amazing. in their narrative? I mean, yeah. can anyone just call that out as, as being how you know? perfect? Nope. How, we just got censored. Listen, the, the broadcast how perfect over. was it that for a year they're saying defund the police and the Democrats defend it, saying it just means reallocate funds. And then as soon as Biden wins... They're like, we need police. Where are the police? And the left nope. is in agreement. Mm-hmm. Surprise. And there's no pushback. And there's no voices dissenting. There's no people saying, hey, hey, what about what we were campaigning for? What about what we were fighting for? What about all the protests that we had about this very specific issue? And now we're pro-police well, state because it fits us because we're in power he, and they're going to be using and, that power. And the inverse is true as yeah. well. That it's of funny course. that all of a sudden Trump supporters are like, oh, these cops. Yeah. Oh, I'm so mad. Well, they're burning the back of the blue flag. The, the so that's also yeah. another huge kind of uh, you know political transformation that's worth noting because there's going to be disenfranchised leftists who are still going to be on that messaging who are still going to believe in defunding that police that are going to be looking at them in a favorable no, he's way. Just, yeah. He's just he's not defund Biden's not defunding the police. He's just funding 
a bunch of armed social workers to enforce lockdowns. Well, who, someone uh, yeah, someone yeah. tweeted something really hilarious <laughs> about what went down. I think I retweeted it. They said in response, they were, they were like, after watching what went on in the Capitol, it's it's more obvious than ever that we need to get rid of all the Capitol police and replace them with social workers. <laughs> That's a really good <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. Great yeah. point. Yeah. Because people are saying the protest was mainly uh, peaceful as well. Mostly peaceful. Yeah. I mean, truth be told, it, wasn't, it peaceful. was mostly peaceful. Well, there was no fire. I know. It was mostly I peaceful. Know. 300 or so people out of hundreds of thousands went in the building, right? That's like, what, 99.9% peaceful? I'm not going to play stupid games, though. The yeah. people who stormed the Capitol set, set the stage, and it was dumb. And when you get the same thing with Antifa and they're burning buildings down, look, this is what I say about Antifa. If you've got a bunch of people standing out in front of the federal building throwing fireworks and explosives, and the peaceful protesters are like, well, I'm being peaceful, but I'm not going to stop him. I'm like, dude, you need to leave. Or you need to stand up. It's to day people. 95. Right, exactly. We know what's going to happen here. But I'm being peaceful. Yeah, and you're, and the guy's hiding behind you when the cop mm. is looking for who threw it. And they don't do anything about it. Mm. So I, it's, it's, look, man, I think one of the biggest issues we have as a society is that individual groups don't hold their own accountable. Cops don't want to hold other cops accountable. Protesters don't want to hold other protests accountable. They want each other held accountable, but they won't do it themselves. So we've seen more than enough instances where there's like a cop who breaks the law and then his partner lies for him. I've seen it in New York. We saw with that story where the cop shoots the guy in the back. This was back in like North Carolina. The guy was like, they're trying to arrest this black dude. He runs away. Cop shoots him. And then his partner lied for him. So these things happen. Again, I'm not stupid enough to say all cops. I'm just saying when that happens, you got to be like, he did it. Well, like, the, no the fourth estate has to be like that. Right. And that's exactly. the role of the media. And now the media, yeah, they can look out after their own. But as one media, you know, journalists should have the right to free speech and to report on after curfew, et cetera. But right now we're in a situation where if you're not, if you don't think like me and you're a journalist, then you are the enemy. And so we're, that's the one institution that's supposed to keep the other ones in check. And that's, it's not, not just happening. the enemy. Yeah. They'll beat the crap out of you. If you report on an event that is, is happening and you report on it honestly, if someone doesn't like that truth, they'll beat the crap out of you. And in some places you could even face worse or consequences with governments going after you. And this is the yeah. kind of yeah. the bigger that was... worrying that, that is in my stomach because just reporting on the truth is, is, is detrimental. Uh, and that's the stage that we're in right now. No, mm -hmm. Actually, you are here. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is a, this is a, Luke, you always got these great shirts. I know. Uh, on point, So, man. It's, it's, so uh, it's 1984, Brave New World, and Ray Fahrenheit. Bradbury, 451. Yep. And the, it's a, it's, uh, it's a Venn it's a diagram. diagram. Collage. Yeah. Well, they're not burning. They're not burning books. They're just deleting tweets. It's digital yeah. Yeah. But it's true. You got the, yeah. you got the, you got the drugs to keep you happy. You got the, the censorship from the government and the big tech and you've got the, and well, more the censorship, big, big police state boot. Uh, yeah. You, know, yeah, and the, you are here right here yeah, in the middle. Pretty much. Welcome. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Sprinkle a little bread roll. What a time to be alive. Yeah. This is history, man. This is, you know, yeah, I know. You know what I think? I think we all, ma many of us, many, many, many people are watching. I know that you're all between the ages of 25 and 34. That's true. Uh, that's like 30% of the audience. And the rest, it's, it's typically 18 to 54. There's all a of us big too, chunk yeah. in the middle. We grew up in a golden age, man, where everything was kind of chill. I mean, we had 9-11, we had, we had, we had war. Everybody got trophies, too. Right, exactly. Yeah. It was like we played it's video nice. games. Baby. We, we uh, live comfortably. I mean, go to another country. And you'll see how comfortable America has it. I mean, a lot of countries. Isn't, isn't that kind of the reason why we're seeing all this, though, on both sides is that we were the kind of the first generation of Americans who were like promised more than we would get. Mm -hmm. And then we're like the kid who doesn't get the, Not, the cool toy. Yes, maybe. But I think it's really about like we're spoiled rich kids. 
America is yeah. like this super spoiled rich kid. It's like the the sweet sixteen who's like, "You got me a Ferrari. I wanted a Lamborghini." Uh huh. That's what I, that's what I that's what I think. I'm like, man, clean running water. Some places have laws where they have to give you water if you ask for it. Like if you're, I think in Arizona they do that. If you walk inside like water, they have to give it to you because it's like you know arid and people get dehydrated and stuff. We got. You know, the poor, we, we have, we have, uh, I'm not saying this be, to be mean, but we have overweight homeless people. Like something's going on. Hmm. Now, now, admittedly, we have a weird imbalance if, if we can't get a home to somebody, but we can overfeed them so we can figure some of these problems out. But that's saying something. Cause we, I, I've been to some countries where you've got homeless, starving people. So I think we get a generation, millennials, who have been raised with the utmost comfort mm-hmm. and privilege. And they're now being told that they were going to be rock stars and millionaires and celebrities, and they're mad. They want more. They want something else. And they don't realize that you can just go do it. You know, but, but I, I think the issue is, what do they want? They want everything. They want more. They want more than they have. And, and, you know, when it comes to the issues of, like, healthcare, for instance, I'm totally down with, you know, providing a basic level of coverage for, for all people. Like, you break your arm, you go to the doctor, they'll, they'll fix your arm. But if you get a more serious illness, we might not have a cure for that. This is what they don't realize. I've, I've had arguments with leftists about universal health care, and I say, how do you deal with, like, you know, an extremely rare genetic disease where the treatment, the cure exists, but it's a million dollars? Because this is a real story. It was in Louisiana. The, the government refused to pay a million dollars for this extremely rare genetic uh, disease treatment. And I'm like, sometimes cures don't exist. And, you know, I've heard from a lot of people. They've argued back at me. No, you're wrong. Scarcity is not real. And I'm like, we haven't invented the cures to every – we haven't cured cancer. There's so many cancers we have no, we have very little effective treatments for, but they just believe that you can snap your fingers and give it yeah, to somebody. Yeah, it's a technology. Drugs are technologies, right. and it takes an incredible amount of money to develop them. And so that's, and, you know, so I th- I feel like there's a lot of people who think we deserve to have health care, and I'm like, okay, I agree. I like the idea. You know, I, I like the fire department. I like the, the police departments. They don't like the police departments. I don't know how you solve that problem. You want universal security. Well, then, you know, get it, I guess. But uh, uh, so, so they want universal health care, and I'm like, how do you deal with the fact that there will always be an issue, I think, for the most part, we're, we're struggling to solve in terms of treating human beings? Long story short, we are living safer and healthier, if we choose, than ever before. We've, we have antiseptics. We have antibiotics. We have tons of antibiotics. We can do organ transplants. Think about someone 100 years ago. They'd stub their toe and get a little cut and go, well, I guess I'm going to die. You know, cut the foot off. And we have all of this wonder and privilege and wealth. It's, it's one of the best times ever. And there are people who are angry and complaining and refuse. And so yep. I think in the long run, that fighting ultimately leads to them having it worse than ever. Yeah. I mean, historically, we are living in one of the best times in recorded human history, especially when it comes to access to clean drinking water, especially when it comes to access to food, education, quality of life. All those things are skyrocketing up. But when it comes to our mental health, we are declining. Yes abruptly in such a scale that it's insurmountable mm-hmm. and the solution by the system is just throw SSRIs and again I don't, I don't even want to get into that debate but there is a correlation it doesn't mean it, it mm-hmm. improves causation but there is a correlation between the rise of social media and the decline of America's mental health there's also a lot of fat asses out there so that complicates the whole medical d- debate out right. there but but again this is why I've been stressing censorship social media the, the people who have the voices that are influencing us the most, the algorithms, the timelines, the things that you are shoved to be a consumer, the thing that you are groomed to be, the thing that you are programmed by the very special interest to be is something that is detrimental for you. And people need to realize it sooner before later, because this mental health decline 
is leading to a lot of mentally unstable people. And when you have a whole bunch of sick, lazy, fat, incompetent, crazy, dumb people, you're, you, you, this is another recipe in that big pile of crap that I, that I keep describing. Uh, and again, we could keep throwing it in there, but, but we could all see it's there and there's no way of, of cleaning it out. Self-sufficiency, man. And then, uh, you know, Tim, since we're on this subject, I think it's really unique. Like for me, you know, both of my parents are from El Salvador. We're in, we're in the, in the Civil War. So I always actually grew up with my dad just beating into my head of like, we are already like, we are already so rich. We're already so mm-hmm. lucky to already be in the U.S. So like, I always grew up with that like appreciation yep. for mm-hmm. yep. like what we had. So I think that was kind of a unique perspective to grow up with immigrant parents and getting that. And then, you know, my, my parents were like in the Civil War. So. They really made me appreciate everything here. So I think for me, that was like an undercover blessing of like, we, you know, yeah. I never felt like we, we ever, we ever took things for granted. Even, right. even now I'm still yeah. like, Oh man, I'm not supposed to be here. I could have been in like an MS 13, <laughs> yeah. um, right now. But I mean, I'd be interested to even hear from more kids who are immigrant parents compared to just American kids of how they feel. I think they're, I, I, I could have been well, in uh, Poland, uh, squ- uh, Slav squatting. And again, you brought yeah. up an important thing. I was brought up also by immigrant parents that brought me here to the United States. They were saying the same thing. You don't well, understand wait. how lucky you have well, hold on, yeah. hold on, to Luke. have so much freedom here. Yeah. When you were in Poland, it yeah. was during the Soviet Union. Yeah. I was born at, at the decline of the Soviet right. Union. Yeah. I was still born into the Soviet Union. And my parents fled. My dad specifically left and said, this is bull crap. Yeah. I don't like communism. I don't want my kid growing up in communism. I want the freedom that's portrayed in movies. I want to be in the mecca of it. I want to be in the center of it. He chose New York City. And he's having a hard time leaving that place, uh-huh. even though I keep telling him. I'm like, man, dude, you don't <laughs> understand. Like, You need to leave well, that place. But he still is envisioned by like, this is the country that saved me from communism that saved me from a totalitarian government that would throw people in jail, torture them, or execute them because their political opinions were different than the state. That's something that people don't realize is a huge threat of happening right now in the United States. And unless we, fu- I guess we stand up and understand what's happening and actually at least raise our voices, we're screwed. This is our trajectory. This is where we're going. Leftist governments that are left unchecked and have no accountability historically always get completely out of hand. That's the story of, of Poland. That's the story of the USSR. That's the story of, of so many people who have suffered tremendously because there was no checks on power. There was no accountability. There was no one contesting a government. And now we're in a position where, again, I mean, do I even have to point it out what's happening right now with, with the corporations, the mainstream media, and the government all in unison saying, more power for us and less for you because we know what's better for and you. More, and they don't. And, well, more don't. Of your, of your, and more yeah. of your money. And yeah. But uh, we should go to Super Chats Super and Chats. Uh, start taking some questions from the comments. So uh, let's see what everybody has to say. If you haven't already, smash that like button. It really, really does help. Uh, yeah, seriously, give us a good thumbs up and subscribe at the notification bell. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, leave us a good review. And if you're not, make sure you check them out and you know follow us there too because it really does help. But let's see what we got here. Let's see. Dragon Hunt says, so when is that I'm a gorilla shirt going live? I don't know, but soon. And uh, I believe the graphic is almost done, and it's just a gorilla, and he's like, you know, hitting his fist together, saying, "I'm a gorilla," and that's it, and that's the joke. And then we have another one that says, "I'm a gorilla, love yourself," because we want to be positive, you know, got to be positive it's cute. about this. Yeah, yeah. Valentine's Day. Benjamin says, "No, Ian, no peace." Woo. Yes, Ian is awesome tonight. for the night. Ian is missed. <laughs> no, Ian, he's awesome. no peace. No <laughs> racist <laughs> ass police. <laughs> he's in the house. Well, there's no fight. cop stopping him from being. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh man! Wait, what's, well, we got to think of a good rhyme for the yeah, second yeah. verse. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. Federal Reserve. 
<laughs> yeah, V's. something about uh, quantitative V's. What's that yeah. metal that he's Black obsessed Q. with? Oh, yeah, Bitcoin. Graphene. Yeah, Graphene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely go check out I, Ian at, at Ian Crossland. Yeah, 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 he's junk. Uh, we got another one. No Ian, no peace. He gets a night off. Yeah, come on, guys. Yeah, I think I think by now he, he probably would have brought the Federal Reserve several times. <laughs> can someone can someone super chat the second verse of that for Ian? No Ian, no peace. Yeah. No quantitative ease. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty good. No I like that. Yeah. That's what the Federal Reserve does. You know, yeah. they print the money. All right, let's see what we got. <laughs> All right, so this is an interesting question. Crystal Max says, Tim, what in the world is going on in that video of Pence getting a coin and rubbing elbows with Nancy Pelosi? If not today, maybe soon. Thank you. So they have these things. I forgot. What are they called? What are challenge they, coins. Challenge coins. That's right. And in, in the photo of Nancy Pelosi's office, you can actually see she has a rack of them. Mm. Challenge coins, they're just commemorative coins made by groups that commemorate them. Mm. So I think someone gave me a Donald Trump challenge coin. Yeah. Law so, enforcement has a lot of them. Yeah. They're just, aren't, aren't they just like trinkets? Yeah. I got an Air Force One, uh, yeah, one from a exactly. journalist. So basically, it's like a little coin and it'll say like Air Force, I'll have an eagle on it. And, and it'll, it'll say like, you know, USAF or whatever. One I got was like Donald Trump and it said inauguration of the president 45, 2017 or whatever. And it was like a, a, a picture of the American flag on it or something. That's all it is. I th- I, th- I'm pretty sure. Have you seen the video of Pence? He like he shakes someone's it, no. hand and then he looks in his hand. He's got a coin and then he puts it in his pocket and he like smiles and nods. It's probably just a challenge. Maybe coin. it's like a Clinton Foundation challenge coin. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> probably. No doubt. Welcome to the club. <laughs> this one will get you to the island. <laughs> As a, it was, it, look, there's a whole bunch of them. I've seen journalists collect them. Because like I, I know a lot of journalists, they'll go to events mm-hmm. and they'll ask the cop, "Do you guys have challenge coins?" Yeah, and I got a like, couple. Oh, cool we do, ones. and like then they'll get like you know Fort Lauderdale police. Or do you something. have any, Tim? Me? Yeah, yeah. I said I got like a Trump one somewhere. Oh yeah, okay. So I, when I was, uh, um, I can't remember where I was at. I was at a Trump rally. Someone gave me an inauguration coin. It's probably in a box somewhere. I didn't know what it was. I was like, "What, what is this? A coin?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah. It's just basically a piece of art. Hmm. It's a metal thing. You put it on, on a rack or whatever. Yeah, it's a collector's item." Or let's see, Gentleman's Tuck says, the guy died of a stroke. It could have just as easily happened to him taking a dump. Good point. Yeah, heart that's, attacks that's, definitely do when you're taking yeah, a yeah. Is there any tear gas in the in the toilet? Oh, that could definitely like, elevate <laughs> your heart rate a little bit. So this is an interesting one. Sol Invicta says, Tim says that violence achieves nothing, that fifth generational warfare is all in the mind, and yet Antifa's been violent getting their way, Dems violent getting their way. The entirety of the human race throughout its history, violent getting their way. Okay, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to debunk that, right? It's very simple. Do it. First of all, the generation of uh, warfare generations evolved. We went through stodgy, well, we went through like, you know, general fighting. We ended up with like people marching on a battlefield towards each other. Then we get guerrilla warfare and tactics change. And now the biggest, uh, you know, factor is cyber war, manipulation, influence campaigns. And people say, oh, but Antifa does this. Antifa gets finally get their way. No, 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 you're mistaken. They're not getting their way because of violence. They're getting their way because they because the mainstream media, the controller of influence, defends it or covers it up. When people saw what Black Lives Matter started doing after George Floyd died, their support went down, even though the media was saying peaceful protest. So, yes, I understand they're getting their way, but they're getting their way in many instances. Not always. They're getting it because they're being defended by those who control influence. That's why I always say it. The most effective protest is wearing a nice pair of slacks and a button-up shirt and shaking, shaking people's hands and smiling. And it's why you, you get these politicians who, who have, you know, have you guys ever seen that movie? Was it called Bullworth? Where the politician just oh, like yeah. snaps. Bullworth. And then he's like, you know, they told me to wear if a blue tie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, like he gets cornrows. 
Yeah, they're they're yeah, told the best hook on that what song. The, what to wear, so, why to wear it. They've structured everything perfectly because that's the effective way to garner influence from the people. And when they do that, they grant their voice to you, which give, which empowers them. So look, Antifa goes out and does these things, but it's hurting them. They if Antifa went out and it was all peaceful protests, they'd have gained ten times as much. It is it is in spite of the violence that they're succeeding. The media is covering up too much of it. It doesn't work. All right, let's see what we got. Let's just jump down for some more. Well, that's why the mainstream media needs to hide it. But don't you think that they they kind of failed in doing that? Because yes and no, because it it happened at such a larger scale that we don't even understand. There was other Mm -hmm. journalists like Michael Tracy that went around the country and told us that the scale was far more severe than what is originally reported or even known. This is this is seriously. Michael Tracy got in a car and just drove to small towns and encountered places mm-hmm. that no one has ever heard of. And he was surprised to find there were riots there. Mm-hmm. The media wasn't covering it. They didn't care. It didn't fit the national narrative. And it's in, it's in spite of the violence. If, if the protests were just peaceful mass marches, it would be, it would, it would have been, uh, I'll put it this way. I think the riots are going to be a stain on history and it's going to be recognized as very, you know, people died. But imagine if it was just like millions of people across the country in various areas marching, and that was all it was. It would be like a golden moment of history. This big awakening of peaceful uprising. Changes would have come. But they've lost the support they had before George Floyd was 18% net. After the riots, 8%. It went down. So I'm telling you, man, times change, technology changes, and the information age is something very, very different. Mm-hmm. It's no longer the era of like marching in a building and be like, the building's ours, therefore we're in charge of the government. It doesn't work that way. Plus I everyone guess, has phones, so mm-hmm. eventually that information just, it will get out. Right. As long as you don't you know, live you in know, China. You know what it could be too? Like if you go back hundreds of years, the reason taking the building meant you had the power is probably because the currency was in it, the hard gold. And the only way to get it was if someone gave it to you. So you couldn't trade. And so they're in the building, they're armed. Okay, I'll do what you say. Just give me gold. Now it's all digital through your phone. Take yeah. the building. My phone, my paycheck still went through. Well, the Where's documents, the, the records, if you took the building, you had everything that happened yeah. beforehand. All right, let's see. Jordan Reynolds says, Tim, let's be honest. Our entire upper echelon of politicians are corrupt on both sides. Only a few patriots exist in our government. They are a dying breed. How do we push forward when everything we say is out of context and being controlled? I don't have all the answers, man. I, I have a, I have a uh, semi-short answer for that, which is like having been in D.C. for 12 years. I think what I was most surprised at working at NBC was that there was this institution of media that was built up around, you know, Bill Clinton started the White House press briefing. And yeah. then if you wanted to be a good reporter who got questions in that briefing, then you better not ask Jay Carney a question that, right. you know, will get you blackballed the next time. So over if that happens over the course of 40 years, then you get, you get this, like, this symbiotic relationship. Yep. And the, the media who's supposed to put these corrupt politicians in check are themselves, you know, basically throwing them a bone. So I think the, the, the reality is, look, there's a gigantic machine. The way, I, the way I described it to the Occupy people back in the day was you got a giant skyscraper and every day. 300 million people are building it bigger and bigger and you're at the base complaining about it and there's a lot wrong with it and you're trying to knock it down with a ball peen hammer. I don't know necessarily what the answer is, but perhaps the the answer is to just walk away from the building and go find shelter somewhere else. Maybe the reality is what we should do is vote with our dollars. Don't support big companies like Amazon and Walmart. Do what you can to support mom and pop shops, especially right now. If you can, it might not be possible. That's the crazy thing. But then if you can't be more self-sufficient. Try and figure out how to take, how to be more sustainable. Don't run to the store to desperately buy toilet paper at Walmart. Just figure out a way 
to, you know, deal with that in some non, you know, fighting with people in Walmart over toilet paper. Maybe the idea is to move out of the cities, learn how to farm, uh, get a place in the middle. I mean, so many people are doing this, getting away from these cities, going to the suburbs. Hmm. I think the big thing that needs to happen, what people don't realize, it all starts with you, you know? You got to clean your room before you try and change the world. All right, Jordan Peterson. But that's a good point. It's a, really, it's a fantastic <laughs> No, I totally, I mean, I, I say that all the time. So think so about it this way. I, Imagine I if every single yeah. person right now was upset, uh, upset with the system, said, I'm not going to participate. I'm going to go do my thing. We're going to go set up our own, you know, like go to Wyoming, go to West Virginia, go to Idaho, go to Nebraska, and just find open land and just get back to basics. Stop relying so much on the system and its comforts and realize like, we live in this super elite, air-conditioned, clean water privilege, and we can probably do better. And that's a win-win for everybody. I think the challenge arises when people are like, I'm used to the comfort level that I have now, but we're in a golden age. you know. I, I, so for me, and maybe it's, maybe it's just me, I'll tell you this. I've been homeless. Uh, I've slept in cars before. I could be you know, just in my van down by the river, happy with the experience, just chilling, just in a van down by the river, go fishing and... You know, it's it's my freedom that I get my most of my value from. Now, I understand if you have a family, it's probably much more difficult to just say, you know, to, to do it. So the issue ultimately is there's probably no good answer. I certainly think stop voting, stop, like stop voting for Democrat, Republican and vote for politicians who reflect your yeah. values. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a Republican. It really is. Uh, you, you, cause you've got, you got Rand Paul, you know, I think he's, he's very libertarian, but he's in the Republican Party. And you get politicians who run in that party. And so you vote for him. But maybe it's just, you know, I'm, I've always been an advocate of voting for the person you believe in, not just Democrat or Republican. It's how you end up in this mess, like you said. It just creates this system over time where a symbiotic relation, relationship emerges. Mm -hmm. And maybe the reality is we've spent 40 years getting into this situation, and it's going to take 40 years to get out. And it starts with you saying, I'm not going to vote for the Republicans or the Democrats. I'm going to vote third party. Um, or a fourth party or fifth or just yeah. I'm going to vote for the name, the right in the person I believe in. Yep. And they might not win. But for me, I don't care. A Kanye wasted West a, a vote, a vote <laughs> for some a vote for the Democrat or Republican because you fear one or the other, in my opinion, is a wasted vote. Because yep. look what you get now. Look yeah. what you get now. The Democrats control everything. Congratulations. Yep. The system isn't going to work this way forever. And you just need to go vote. Stop voting for the lesser of two evils mm -hmm. and stop depending on other people to solve your problems. I think that's the biggest one. Now, you said you would be happy if you'd be down by the river in a van. I'd be happy with a press credential. I'll eat good. That's all I need. But it's because <laughs> of people's temperament. It's your attitude that essentially matters. And I think you taking your life back and understanding that it's in your control, in your hands, mm -hmm. your actions dictate every single thing. Your imagination is the creation of you. Uh, when you start understanding the true power you have and start living it, then everything magically happens. You were mentioning the flow state. I mean, that's something that I, I've been studying, looking into, and many people look at it as the key to success and their prosperity. And if you don't know what that is, just look into it yourself. Check out some books. There's a lot of books, but... Think and uh, Grow Rich. That's yeah. like he... It's da, that's a good Dasein, one. I read that yeah. one, Dasein. too. That's a good one, too. That's what, the, that's what yeah. Hegel called it, was Dasein, which is mm -hmm. like when you're in your work state and you're like doing that which you were on put on Focused, earth to do. Yes. Yeah. Like be it putting food on your table for your family through whatever job, but it's yeah, Dasein. Interesting. I think we got to get back to being independent and self-sufficient. Like you just said, Luke, you know, yeah. stop relying on other people. Mike, Mike Cernovich had a, had an interesting quote. Um, he said, everyone is trying to run the country. No one wants yes, to lead their family. Exactly. And stop yeah, attaching I, I like your that, personal yeah. happiness to what Donald Trump says on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought yes. that was pretty, I thought that was pretty powerful. So, you That's know, a great point. Yeah, maybe just we need more it. stoics.
Yeah, people, yeah. people who built careers by having all these notifications set up so that as soon as Trump tweets, they get the notification and can respond right away. Man, you need to find something to do, man. Hmm. We got uh, Daniel Maxwell says, Pence requires all factions involved to desire peace. Violence occurs when one of the factions decides. Oh, I'm sorry. Peace requires all factions involved to desire peace, not Pence. Violence occurs when one of the factions decides to use force to get what they want. War happens when one of the other factions chooses to defend themselves. Right. And that's, I guess, why things are getting scary, man. Yeah. Yeah. Andre Beltran says, Wall Street Journal just posted, Trump should resign to avoid a second second impeachment. I thought people knew it didn't completely go through the first time. Trump will not be, uh, uh, everything's on Pence right now. 25th Amendment requires Mike Pence to initiate some kind of removal. Then there's a vote. Impeachment requires Mike Pence to break the tie. Wait, but here's here's my question is like, okay, so there's like two weeks left now. Less than two weeks. Yeah, less than two weeks. Is the point days. is the point here anything to do with like insurrection and the safety of people in the country, or does it have to do with tarnishing tarnishing and stamping out the legacy I think that's of it. Trump. It so, could also be another factor is I, I believe if he is removed by the Article 25 or if he's impeached a second time, either or, that he can't run for a second term. And I, I think that, that was, that's also playing oh. a role. That they got to ask want, Mark Levin. Where yeah, yeah. I know. I, know. I, I was reading something that that's also playing a factor. that they don't want Trump to run in 2024 because, I mean, they still know that he still has that, you know, a he's big hand it. in that populist wave on the right. So we, we got a good one here from Bones. He says, what happened last night has me so conflicted. But what I do know is that all of us need to take a chill pill, and it's time to primary out everyone. Yes, and yes. Yeah, Amen. I agree 100%. Great comment uh, right on the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. But I also think now is the opportunity for these people and all their anger and 74 million to stop voting Republican. Okay, listen. People keep saying, but if you don't vote for the Republicans and the Democrats win, well, they won. Congratulations. They're all here. You could have at least started something new that, that represented your values and restored faith in the system in a much you know better way and it takes investment. I think the issue is too many people are scared of the other. So that's why it's Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican. That's, that's, that's the only way we end up going. That's why I mostly didn't care to vote for the most part. But I thought Trump had some things that were gone. All right, let's see what we got here. One individual says that um, is advocating for the peaceful secession from the union, but I don't think that's possible. No. You know, a lot of people have said peaceful divorce. You can't. I don't see that. Wait, who's seceding from who, though? Like, there's that meme about the United States of Canada and Jesus Land. Oh, okay, I got and, like you. the so blue Jesus states and, the, and, the, states and the red states, just like you know, draw a dividing line. Yeah, it's a really interesting point Mike Cernovich brings up. Everybody wants to to lead the country. Isn't it simple to just be like, how about we let red states be, you know, have their own laws, like just ease up on the federal states rights? Yeah, mm, like Tenth Amendment. Go back that? a little bit towards states' rights, you know, just so people. Let's can go back to like, the Articles of Confederation, and yes. everybody has their own money, and there's like <laughs> yes. eighty different kinds of money. That'd be awesome. I would like that. Let's see. Let's uh, grab some super chats here. Let's see. Uh, Lior Engelstein says, I was there in the beginning, but before it became super crazy, the switch happened when the news of the Pence letter came out. I sent Richie some photos of paperwork that was taken from McConnell's desk. Crazy. What up, Lior? That's that's not that's bad. Shout out to uh, Lior in Vegas. But I've I've heard that people were saying that everybody was chill. And then once the letter came out from Pence saying he would not support the president, Uh, they were just like, I'm mad. And Pence didn't need to release the letter. He He could have said he what he didn't. 
He didn't release the letter? He didn't need to. Oh, right. I know. That's the thing. That added so much fuel to the fire. Yeah. You know, maybe that was the letter that he received at Bush's funeral, and he just took it out, and then he finally issued oh, it. Oh, that conspiracy. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> he could have he just said, I am going right now, and I'm going to hear the evidence and see this vote counted properly, and I will do what's right by the people of this country. And then it would have been like, come on, Pence. Come on, Pence. That would have been And then it would have been yeah. boring and all day with nothing happening. Mm-hmm. You'd have all the Trump supporters waiting outside, clapping and getting ready, and then Pence would be like, Biden wins. And then by then it's late. People are going home and things chill out. Maybe or it's. I think it was already too late. I mean, I already think no. I think well, well, Trump kind of threw the hot potato at him, and he was stuck in a situation where he just had the U.S. president say that the election is in his hands (laughs) right before that moment, which was a very weak move. Let's Mm -hmm. be honest here. V. Sidia says Ashley Babbitt served for 14 years in the Air Force with four tours of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan, and she died on the floor in the same place that sent her over there. That's exactly, that is, that, that's exactly what I said. It's, right. it's, it's for her to do all of Sad, that man. to die in the U.S. Capitol building. Yep. Where's Inter- all the protesters about unarmed people being shot? Hmm. You know, what, what happened? Are, but, they, but the thing is, like, why didn't we storm the Capitol when we found out that the Iraq war was a quagmire? That was my question. <laughs> or a lie. That, that, that's why, I, you know... Don't even get me started. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that's why, that's my thing. People started talking about Area 51 again. Oh, my gosh. Kelty says, this is not about Trump. This is about COVID lockdown. The devils find work for idle idle hands. Yeah, I, I, I was saying yeah, we did talk about yeah. people were just you know losing time. It. All right, let's see. What we got here trying to go. We got so many super chats. Thank you guys. Nicholas Osborne says, "Tim, Luke, Lids, I am eternally grateful for what y'all do. Keep on keeping on. This is true. This just truly is a land of confusion. It is tough, yeah. and we're trying to figure things out, huh? But uh, don't forget, Ian. Ian's normally here. He's just he's just out today. Jake says." Stop clutching your pearls like the rebels cost Trump anything. All they did was stop the Republicans from pretending like they cared about certifying. Democrats will do what they always plan to do. And those who would leave uh, who would leave us now never had the sand to stick around. Betsy DeVos resigned. Like that was huge for Trump and and the Trump supporters. You know, and a lot of other people have resigned, too. I just think I, I think it was it was a net negative. I mean, even in terms of life lost was obviously what what was gained. That's that's the real like what. Was won by that? Nothing. I mean, optics was well, horrible down the. Board, yeah, we right? lost optics. There's always right? there, there's always uh, the quote from Iron Man. You guys see Iron Man too? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ivan Vanko. If you make God bleed, then there will be blood in the water, and the sharks will come. Mm-hmm. I I think the last thing you want is for this country to be shown to be weak, especially at a time when China is and Iran advancing. Right now. Yeah, in Iran right now. Yeah. Like of all the times to to ex- expose weakness mm-hmm. in this country, that was yikes, man. Because that's not even about Trump or Democrats. That's about the fact that China's doing beaching drills, hmm. and we yeah. got Joe Biden in office. It's easier to get. It's easier did. to get in the United States Capitol than it is to get into a bar when you're 18 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I don't. Correct. I mean, I mean, you had I, hundreds of I tried. Of people. I tried. Trust me, I tried to do that, and I didn't get into that bar. But I got into. You've the got Capitol hundreds of thousands yeah. of people right in DC. And people are freaking out like all of the money we spent on security and, and they were able to breach it. That is the it's it's like the worst possible time for this to happen. All you have to do is take a towel and a bunch of ice and you could have gone into any bar through the back That's, door at any well, time. Well, there you go. That's the way to do it. T list says, Tim, I love your work. I'm considering pursuing a career in journalism, but seeing the state of the media makes me question if my work would always be restricted. Is journalism a career worth pursuing Ooh. in our time? I don't know. 
What do you guys think? It, 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 <laughs> no. it should be, but uh, everything is de-incentivizing people from doing it because it's hazardous. It's becoming more and more dangerous. And the likelihood of you as an independent person making it is becoming harder and harder, especially with all the censorship efforts and the mainstream media just getting the dominant uh, search results, the dominant headlines, the dominant algorithm feeds. But but that's something that I don't want to say. I want to say, do it. Go for it because you can make it if you truly believe in yourself. The odds yeah. are stacked against you. But when you do make it, it's going to be worth it so much more I and you're going to be so much more important than you even realize. Yeah, and if you're asking yourself that question, then I think that you're going in with the right mindset, which yeah. is, you know, you're doing it for the right reasons. So, All right, we got a very important super chat here Ooh. from David Brady. He says, hey, Tim, donated $10 earlier but couldn't attach my message. Loving TimCast IRL. I heard you play Magic the Gathering. How much to come mm -hmm. play with you? Actually, so we're setting up the new website. It is, it's coming along. We'll get it when we get it. We're going to have a VIP members section, and there's going to be, we're going to do events. So there will be like limited ticket sales for members. And the general idea is if you are a member of, of, of the podcast, you get exclusive content, you get access to the show. But then when we do events, there's a very limited set of tickets available for people to come to our outdoor events. And it's kind of cold right now. But then, you know, we, we've got the, the new, uh, the, the, if you've seen my Instagram videos, the garage setup. So we're going to do, uh, you know, music and stuff. And it'll be really small, especially because of COVID. But this will be like a really exclusive perk for first come, first serve members. So it's coming. It's coming. And it's not going to be based on money. We had a conversation about like, you know, how do we do tiers for members? And the obvious one is like, maybe if you give a bunch of money, you can come. And I'm like, and then predicating like your ability to come hang out with like how much money you have. That's not cool. I don't like that idea. I'm too lefty for that stuff. Nah. That Workers of the fair. world unite, right? So uh, my thing is like. Then I guess the only the alternative is kind of like a first come first serve, which means we'll, we'll send out a notice like, hey, members, we got 10 tickets and then boom, they're all sold. And then you can come hang out. It is what it is. You know, we we, we try, try our best, but some things are just resources are finite, right? All right. Let's see what we got here. Meridian Forest says, I had a lot of pride and faith when I joined the military, not for the country, but for the people. And now I can't really see myself supporting either the Democrats or Republicans because of the people I'd be standing by. I have always felt that way. Especially, like, I grew up with, with the Iraq War, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was totally surprised. Because my I, I've got, you know, on, on both sides of my family, military. And uh, then I've got my, you know, my, my brother was in the army. My, my sister married into the army. And I'm just like, but with everything I've seen, I was like, why would someone want to do that? That's that's the challenge, you know? I've heard good answers. I'm not going to pretend like, no, I'm, I'm 34. So, of course, I've grown up from being, you know, 15 or whatever. But it was always crazy to me that. We could see the problems. We could see the corruption. And you're going off to some, you know, foreign country where there was no WMDs and it just felt like a ripoff, you know? And who was supposed to keep uh, us from invading? You know, who was going to call that into question? The media. And why didn't they do it? Like, yeah, MSNBC yeah. was just as for the war as CNN was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as, uh, New York Fox Times News was like a PR, PR for the yeah, Iraq man. war, man. Maddie says, I don't condone violence, but people are sick of being smeared while Black Lives Matter gets, quote, in defense of looting. I was there. I went to support Trump, not because I thought results would change. Heard a guy say he was glad conservative finally doing something. People are fed up. It's emotional, man. That's that's the challenge. I criticize, you know, I, I there's an activist guy I knew from Occupy, and he said, smashing a bank window does nothing, and it hurts your cause. But it really feels good to the person who did it. And I'm like, then why do it? And he was like, people aren't smart enough to organize to figure out how you effectively target the corporations you mm -hmm. think are oppressing you. So instead, they want that immediate emotional re release of attacking a symbol of that oppression. 
And mm-hmm. I was like, that was very, very smart. And that's it. That's the federal courthouse, too, in Portland. It's right. a symbol. Right, exactly. It, it, what was the point of going there? It's a Storming of the Trump. Capitol didn't do anything. It didn't accomplish anything. But I'm sure people were like, I'm angry, and I want to you know, attack a symbol. But like, but the, it's just, you know what, man? Logic versus emotion. It's a big, big challenge for, for people. And ultimately, this just created a pretext for some new, you know, ridiculous security bill, more police forces. They're not, well, at least it ended to fund the police, I suppose. But I mean, I, I've never been a big yeah, fan of militarized police. And I, I would imagine now with any future demonstrations or rallies or speeches in D.C., I mean, they're going to have that U.S. Capitol building guarded. I mean, you're not even going to be able to step yeah. even on the, on the sidewalk steps of that building, I guarantee. They're going to have it. But that's what we said about the White House at, when they almost pulled them the Jackson statue. <gasps> and then it's like, okay, well, another symbol is the Capitol. So don't you think you maybe should protect that one too in these, these times? It's, it's negligence to the point of like, I can't even comprehend it. I have it. no idea what they were thinking. But this is, I mean, this is what happens to a society when the ruling class and the oligarchy is going to keep smashing on, on, on regular working Americans. They're going to stand up. I feel like it's, it's like when you trap an animal in a corner. We're seeing that right now. No, but now. you know who's holding the billionaires to account? The Washington Post. Yeah, I feel good about that. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it's, owned, mm-hmm. it's yeah. owned by a, uh, a Robin Hood type mm-hmm. guy yep. named Jeff Bezos. That's right. Who has no connections to the CIA at all. I love that guy. All right. A Texan says. <laughs> no comment. I did not say that. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. A, a Texan says, Richie, I know what you're doing wearing that shirt. You mock me. Wife and I are happy. Y'all are safe. Take care, brother. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what do you what, what do you It's a point point break. It's Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one says uh that that's Bodhi. They call him the Bodhisattva on the back. It's a there different quote. From when me. when do we get to go back to talking about, you know, like movies, movies? and stuff? Yes, oh, it's, like, it's the lockdown. It's it's making everybody cabin fever. When can we go to the movie theater? Yes, please. Well, if you're in West Virginia, mm. you can go to the movie theater. Interesting point. Yeah. The funny thing is like there's a lot in West Virginia, they have a mask mandate. And you mm-hmm. walk in without a mask and no one does anything. I don't care, yeah. You know, I, I have a mask. I have this really cool I was bringing up. Someone sent me a, a mask. It's got a little beanie on it. So I wear it. Oh, <laughs> but you'll walk in. So you'll see people, nobody cares. And it's like some people will be like, they'll avoid somebody's not wearing a mask. I'm like, man, that's very West Virginia. You know what I mean? Like you see somebody not wearing a mask. <laughs> instead of someone. going up to them and yelling at them, putting yourself at risk, you say, I'm going to avoid that person. You know what I mean? I mean. Works out. Smart. Yeah. Right. It's the opposite in California. I'll tell you that. I scream at you, yeah. You get points. It's like they want to get sick. Yeah. <laughs> Rusty Shackelford says Tim Pool has been yelling into the void of the internet for months at the establishment and the traders. Now he is acting like a coward when people act. Uh, yeah, you're you know, a shill right now, Tim Pool. Yeah, it's funny heck? that I'm like, here's what wins hearts and minds in a fifth generational warfare context and allows you to win elections. And then they're like, yeah, but we want to break a window. And I'm hmm. like, but I criticize people who break the windows. You may say that I'm uh, railing on the establishment. I railed on Antifa. Why? Because they went around smashing windows and destroying businesses. And then when the cops came out and violated the Constitution, I railed on the cops for violating the Constitution. It's about principle. There's an effective strategy to... Uh, to solving your problems and this ain't it so forgive me if my principles remain fa- uh, for the most part static when these things go down all right let's see what we got here eric miller says i think it's like people handling substances differently people handle adrenaline differently your brain works and uh an overclocked pc versus everybody else just mentally crashes mm. oh in reference to our like time Flow slowing state. down mm. yeah. yeah 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 i think okay, there's so. a lot of people who just they yes. just they freak out and their brain yeah. just like me and can't work and there are some people that just like 
heightened senses. Everything slows down. You can see everything. It becomes weird, crystal clear. It's just like matrix. You know, bolts are yes. super cool, super yeah. slow, and you like it, yeah. you poke it, and it just like floats away. And you're like, well, it also Whoa. depends on the situation and circumstance because <laughs> an individual who could have that kind of matrix response could also have a panicky one later on. Yeah. So there's incidences of of both of them happening. That's also you know. A Keanu movie as well. I know Kung Fu. Yes. <laughs> so in reference to my comment about, you know, the, the, the violence uh, 400 years ago, Rez says, here's a few in the last years. Ukrainian, Armenia, Kyr- uh, Kyrgyzstan, Georgia, Russia, Belarus, Macedonia, Serbia, Bosnia, Moldova, Romania. And they all had they all lead to change is what's going on in, in many of these countries, like a positive thing right now. Russia has been I mean, I guess the Soviet Union was more of an economic collapse. Luke, what, what, what is that? It was just like this. It was it was uh it was the drop of participation. So many countries uh just decided not to participate anymore, not to feed into the system, and you had protest general strikes not just in Poland but also around all all around the Soviet bloc with, with countries saying we're just not going to participate. And of course the the Soviet Union was going out of money, and there's a lot of different political strategists including a very excellent interview by G. Edward Griffin with a KGB agent that talks about a larger kind of strategy here, which also could be at play. But but again, all it took was individuals, again, some of the protests work, some of them were violently crushed down, they protested again. And uh, also, also, how about, did that work though? That? How about did, Libya? You got Yeltsin though, like right? Wasn't it Yeltsin? Well, like he was a corrupt piece of crap, and they just gave all the money to the to the oligarchs who of, control of, the oil. Of course, and and, so, and and people talk about Ukraine, but the oligarchs are still in control. Exactly. Like so. Oh, so they, they exactly. the president fled to Russia, exactly. and now it's the same mm-hmm. people who have always controlled things by force. Yay. So you had the French Revolution, and you got Napoleon. <gasps> Fantastic. Yeah, right. And so this is what I always tell people: like when you get when I see these Antifa people saying like. Once we're in control, we'll create a better world. And I'm like, you think you're justified in hurting people to get what you want. That's not going to change once you're president. You're just going to use it on a larger mm-hmm. scale. So it's difficult. It really is. I'm not going to like it's easy. But I think about some of these countries and I think about what you just said. It's confidence in the system. Mm-hmm. It can't exist if you if you walk away. Reminds me, you ever, ever see that Trias of Horror Simpsons where the guy plays the song Just Don't Look because the advertisements came to life? And then all you got to do is look away from the advertisement and then it does no longer alive. But people also forget that like same thing that we were talking about earlier with drugs. Government is a technology that's been like developed over so many generations and thousands of years. And like you can't just be like, oh, actually, my idea that I came up with while I was sitting on Twitter is much better. Yes. So uh, we're going to overthrow the government. I don't know. Braveheart 0484 says the left has no idea what a civil war will mean to the right. The problem is the left is doing what every tyrant has done in history. What happens when the militia show up? The left believes anyone who disagrees with them is evil. And then uh, 50 SWM const first. I'm not super familiar with what that means. I assume it's a military thing or something. But uh, I agree. And it was just something Joe Rogan said, that the people who are clamoring for revolution, and they, they, the Antifa carries banners, revolution, nothing less. They, they don't understand what happens when the actual guys who have seen combat are forced out because you broke open the floodgates. Like people don't realize, I, ISIS, I think, ISIS is what happened in Iraq. I mean, that's yeah. the that's, that's another thing too. I was going to say about the violence thing. Like, how's it going for Syria? You know, yeah. Libya. The, well, Libya. You know, the U.S. kind of caused mm. a lot of problems, but early, yeah. early on, the protests in Libya ultimately led to this intervention. Early on, the pro- uh, protests and uprisings in Syria. What we saw were the rebels pick up arms and they said, "Well, they're shooting at us, so we're going to shoot back." Then ISIS. So mm. it's like. Perhaps there's no real easy answer, and perhaps sometimes the conversation stops. But I'll say, in reference to a lot of these countries, 
yes, maybe we don't have to go, go back so far, but the reality is the United States is very, very different, especially today. The information age is new. It's very, very new. The internet is what, 26 years old-ish mm-hmm. from when we actually got yep. like AOL and CompuServe. Well, I think you go back to like 1989 with CompuServe or whatever. And then like you had internet on DOS and stuff for those that are familiar with it. So we've really had, I think 2007, the advent of the smart, the, the, the popular smartphone, the iPhone. Now we have all the basic same phone structure of watching movies, watching videos, reading tweets, and that's changing everything. And now when you go out and you hurt someone, everyone kind of dislikes that and they learn real quick. We talk about like false flags and stuff in the military, the Gulf of Tonkin incident. It's very difficult to pull these off now because everyone's got footage and photos of everything. Sure, you know, there's still tricks and techniques, but the reality is information has changed the game dramatically. It's cool. I think it's cool. We don't got to get violent anymore. Hmm. You know, some people are and they're bad people. But also on the other hand, with social media, it's creating more mental illness, which is driving mm-hmm. people crazy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Let's see. Uh, I Leet says, shout out to the 1984 level stuff. Wanted to donate just in case they erase the video. Your guests are top knock tonight. Cheers, guys. Oh, we got some, you know, legit journalists who are on the ground covering this stuff, you know? That's how we do. Let's see. Ooh, we got a, a positive comment about Tulsi Gabbard. Where did that go? Hell yeah. It just jumped. So, uh, so when we get too many super chats, it just bounces. And She's then, great. Oh, no, it went away. They said, but I can't remember who it was. They said Tulsi Gabbard hit the nail on the head with her latest interview, but the specifics are gone. All right. Jesse... Misagian, pronouncing your name wrong, probably. Tim, how dare you quote the worst MCU movie? <laughs> Literally the only time I've heard someone quote Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Mickey Rourke, though. Isn't that the character? Is Mickey yeah, I Rourke? Thought, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's I like a good Iron actor, Man. at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you you liked him. <laughs> what? I told you you liked Iron Man. What do you mean? Iron Man. Iron Man 2, yeah. Yeah. And he's fighting with Ivan, on- Ivan Vanko? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm just saying you really like Iron Man. That's, that's all I'm saying. Captain America's cool, too. Okay. He's just trying to make it seem like I was on the side of the corporatists with the Captain America Civil War thing. I think it's it, I think it's maybe because you were like again too personal, fence sitting, and no. giving you an explanation of the pros and the cons. Listen, yeah. Marvel already sold out to China, so why don't yeah, you guys seriously. just find a new comic? Disney. Yep. <laughs> Jared Gilmore says the only question I have is do uh it uh, is do we get Trinidad Shabata pressure? <laughs> Everyone keeps saying Trunalimanana pressure, but he said Truinanana Shabbat pressure. Yes, of course. I, I went through it a million times, man. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Use of time. Ben Busher says, it's really easy to say violence is wrong and storming the Capitol is wrong when you haven't lost your job. And in fact, prospering from the current crisis. Love the show. Just disagree. That's a fair point. No, I, 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 I That's I, a really I, good no, point. I disagree. Well, I, I, I disagree. still think that it's it's... People in the media still have jobs. In fact, more people are paying attention to the media because they're they're mm-hmm. stuck in home. Right. So Look, it's man. easy to you know to denounce anything that's going on as a result of um, this unrest. Yeah, we don't know his pain. We don't. Know I will his say, suffering. easy is a good point. It's not okay. like I'm uh, suffering. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think we were doing actually a lot better before the lockdown started. And there was a big hit because when restaurants close, advertisers disappear. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a, a massive portion of ad rates are due to local businesses advertising their services. And then when we got shut down, like you could see it on YouTube. Everybody got hit really bad. Mm-hmm. But truth be told, my company is not suffering. You know, that's the difference. It's uh, We're doing well here. So I respect that point. But I think the, the, the thing being missed there is just because it might be hard. And you're suffering under the lockdown doesn't make 
storming the Capitol the solution. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it work. And my, my thing is, and this is just me, and I know some people don't, don't agree, but I'm going to tell you what I think. I would personally, if I saw the system breaking down and, you know, there's the, the Democrats have won the election. Trump has won. So that's the direction that's gone. The election, you didn't get your way. I'd, I'd rather go farm. And if, if I can't work, I will survive for myself. And I think that's something about, you know, growing up and being homeless and, and being on the South Side and being poor. I know I have no expectations from the system mm-hmm. to support me in any way. Mm-hmm. In fact, I just think typically it's a detriment in some capacity. So I'll rely on myself. If I need food, I got to get food. It's harder when you have a family that I get. But maybe what needs to happen is people need to realize you might have to live like humans had to live. You might have to farm, build your own stuff, trade. And be self-sustaining and be independent and not sit there and be like, when will the government allow me to run my business again? Because maybe they won't. And maybe the elections didn't give you the outcome you wanted because the Democrats want the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Biden campaigned on locking down heavily. And Fauci and Bill Gates have both said normalcy won't come back until 2022. When all these people vote for this, then what it's, you know, what do you do other than fight for yourself, I guess? It's not easy, and there's no good answer. Wear a mask, stay inside, and shut up. Mm-hmm. But then when you run out of food, like, eventually you have to leave and go find Order food. it on Amazon. That's right. Order, no, I mean, like, if you have no money, you can't pay your rent. Yeah, no, I hear you. At a certain point, you can't. You got sink bug land on you. <laughs> I love how they're it's just dumb and clumsy. You, yeah. yeah. Chilling with me. Uh, Odra Noel uh, Zenitram says, China is vulnerable right now. They're requesting grain from the surrounding countries around them, and trade war with Aussies led them to running out of coal for their steel production. Saw that. They're taking firewood and coal from their citizens to keep up with steel production. Yeah, well, they, they, they went after the Aussies. No. Well, that's another thing we were discussing with China uncensored here is that China is not this huge, big, mighty empire. They're someone that is supported by the U.S. establishment, but also a country geopolitically not in a good position with lack of really important resources that they are desperately trying to get right now. Don't mess with the Aussies. I got to agree with this one. Ted II says the memes on iFunny right now about all of this are on fire. The exact opposite of what CNN and others are saying, the voice of the people. Well, I agree that there's a bunch of hilarious memes, like the one where it says 2020 was a weird year, and then it says six days into 2021, and it's the Viking guy (laughs) as president of the Senate. Now banned on Facebook. Now banned on Facebook, because fun is verboten. Sorry. Not allowed. Only fear. Todd Mastin says, Luke, I will buy you an I am a gorilla shirt if you get me one of those that you have. Um, maybe. What kind of gorilla shirts do you have? Well, no, no, we're we're making the yeah, the one we're uh, making. Okay, yeah, well, maybe it's probably gonna be ready soon. It's, it's we just need the graphic design and then the uh, I am a gorilla. Love you're, yourself. You're competing with me now in my t-shirt business, Tim. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? We have t-shirt pinned right now. That's too yeah. I, I I just figured this out because uh, YouTube's been like on the fritz. They changed something and then like weird things it's keep weird, happening. Yeah. We had the other day a six and a half hour live stream. Yeah. Of nothing, just appear. So, we've yeah. we've done. Uh, yeah. Uh, accidentally live streamed a hot mic oh, in our no. office. Really? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> For how long? I'm not going to say when because then, you know. People will find we, it. We, we were saying all this really nasty stuff. It wasn't that bad, but <laughs> Dude, we were, we were just like staying just really just dumb, just being just idiots. Casual, yeah. <laughs> and people were like trying to listen to Donald Trump and they were just listening to like a bunch <laughs> no. of idiots in the newsroom. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. But uh, I just figured this out. I was like clicking around and I said a merchandise thing and it says you can pin a shirt and it's the Harumph shirt. And I was like, oh, okay, so I did it. Maybe we'll sell a bunch of those. But once we get the gorilla one, we'll put it up. I am a gorilla. It's literally just a gorilla saying I'm a gorilla. It's funny. I guess people really like it. There's nothing about it. It's (laughs) literally. It's it. 
It's, 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 people are going to wear the shirt and it's going to be a gorilla like with his fist like this says I am a gorilla and people are going to be like okay <laughs> <laughs> there's no political message or anything I love it it's, it's great chill. yeah I mean Haram Faisé is really good too I like also that no big political yeah, that message one's good. That one's good. just just fun silly what's that referencing Harumph it's Tim Faisé. so when I, I so uh, periodically I'll make a reference oh, oh Harumph I say I got you now. my references I, oh, yeah. to Harumph like I the say. establishment elites I got it now who will see? Like, I thought it was like Harambe's right. brother. Or no, no, no. <laughs> so, like, the, the joke I make is you'll see, like, Nancy Pelosi will see a Trump supporter and she go, Harumph, I say, like, you know, how dare you? And so then someone Kids made a. It's gotcha. me. Well, maybe we like, do a gorilla shirt that's Harambe's brother and he says Harumph, I say. Perfect. Harambe shirts, Harambe shirts would do well. But YouTube, for some reason, took away my ability to have my shirts on YouTube for so some weird, reason. Dude. I don't know why. Why? When YouTube. I'm not even going to in it. <laughs> So, Big Boss, I have to apologize. You said, please read my last Super Chat. I think it got skipped. No. And I, I apologize, but we have so many Super Chats that the YouTube feed actually skips and jumps. And so I'm trying to scroll through, but it's really, really just jump, just now. You know, diffi difficult. Stanky, uh, I'm not going to read your name. <laughs> Stankly says, Tim, as much as I agree with moving away from cities, I implore you to exempt the crazy Jurassic Eden that is Florida. Uh, as Florida, Florida is one of those last bastions of the American dream because a line. Uh, no, I'm not reading that last part. What? I want to know now. Just a reference to drugs. <laughs> but uh, uh, I briefly lived in Florida. The problem is no one goes outside. I lived in Miami. You can't. No one goes outside. Swimming. I was supposed to be in Florida. Wait, I still why? might be in Florida. So, by the way, they don't so. go outside because it's always like 90 degrees with maximum humidity. Uh. But when it rains, it is awesome. Like every day, it's like a type, like it's like a, a monsoon. I'm outside and it's just like crazy. But in Miami, you drive around. No one's outside except for January and February. And all of the windows of all of the businesses are drenched in condensation because <laughs> the AC is on full blast and the humidity is maxed out. So like you drive around and you don't, you don't see people. You go to Miami Beach and there's tons of people. But you're just driving around in the Miami general area. I remember wanting to go out and skate. And it was just so miserable because you'd go out sweltering in humidity. Park would be empty. But in January and February, that's when it was okay. That was the one time. Let's see. Keyboard Warrior says, love you, Luke. Ooh. I love you, too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Tyler Y says, Tulsi has an interview with Dave Rubin yesterday when the mayhem was going on. Think the full interview dropped Sunday. Oh, cool. Very Interesting. Cool. I think Tulsi's great. Timothy Vick says, Tim and friends, can capitalism exist without devolving into an oligarchy? What protections could prevent it? That's Mixed a economy. constitution. That's a Yep. An actual open market that's not no. bastardized by government? I disagree. Correct. A vibrant that's okay. public discourse. There you go. Free speech. Absolutely. Let's see. Brian Quillen, uh, Quillen says, farming isn't cheap. Just a combined cost, $750,000. A combine. A combine. Yeah. Yeah, I went to a bunch of farms and talked to them, and they had hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. of dollars in equipment. But I'm not talking about farming and mass scale. I'm talking about you and your family farming growing your own food mm -hmm. i mean i had chickens once they're great they just you walk outside and they just they're saying you can get chickens and, in dc actually we've been looking into it but you can get cool. chickens you should get chickens at the office sure yes. they yeah, lay that eggs. that's actually a good idea they lay that's eggs a good idea my boss and, uh, would love uh, that. chickens lay eggs Did you know they that? do lay eggs they lay yes eggs. Yeah. that's correct so it's really great you walk outside and the chickens they they like the chickens i would have the noise they would make is they would go like Right when they pop one out? No, no, no. They just, they, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Is that what the young kids are calling? Yeah. People say people say that they 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 bop, 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 and they cluck and stuff, right? But they, they they go like that's like yeah. the noise that's on yeah. P or whatever. Yeah. But what, they, what when I what they don't realize is that chickens make a bunch of different noises, mm. and the ones we I had would walk around going like 
and they would like whistle and That's like they do, you know. yeah. And then we would go outside and they'd have the little thing they'd be sleeping and then we walk in and they would get up and they would look at us and there'd be eggs and I'd be like, yeah, and then we'd go and make <laughs> eggs for breakfast. It was awesome. But yeah, you can do that. You can have a bunch of chickens running around doing chicken stuff. They just make eggs bugs for you. And eating the eggs stink bugs but they're, 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 it is it is not that simple you need the, the layer the protein feed for them mm-hmm. and you need the special lights for winter and stuff but if you were going to sustain your family you know I kind of feel like the way I, was, I always describe it if I was in the middle of the woods with nothing but a pointy stick that's a net positive you're not completely with nothing you know I think most people assume they got to have clean running water access to health care their TV and their showers and their refrigerators and I'm kind of like Give me a pointy stick and I'm, I'm doing well. And if I'm in the middle of woods with nothing, I'll make a pointy stick. And that's how we start. And then you start building a house and you find water and then you go from there and you like rely on yourself, man. Well, people need to realize it is extremely difficult to farm. Even uh, during the time I spent in New Hampshire, we just had a little plot. That little plot took a lot of care and maintenance. It's, it's a lot. And that's why a lot of people who do end up working a lot don't want to really share it with other people yeah. and are naturally more conservative. Yep. Mm. All right, let's see. Dan Saw F says, thank you. Thank you for all your hard work. Everyone have a beer on me. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Let's see. What is that one? Um, Geek Oasis says, please let me know where I can get Luke's shirt at. Ah, thank you very much. Thank you so much for asking. You could get my shirt and support my voluntary efforts here by going to wearechange.org forward slash shirts. So wearechange.org forward slash shirts. Get this one. Get everyone I wear. I, 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 I pimp I like it. I pimp one. out all my merchandise on, on all the shows. So whatever you see me wear, we I gotta, probably sell it. We got to we got to get one of those to put on the wall. I'm not even I'm not even kidding. That's a good yeah, shirt. I mean that's where we're at right now. I know. And, that's great. Um, I love it. You know, people need to really like realize it. Well, uh, we've been uh, quite a bit over as we often do. The mm-hmm. show is supposed to be a two hour show, but it became a two and a half two and a half somewhere hour show online. Yes, yeah, so somewhere. So. Uh, so if you haven't already, smash the like button, subscribe at the notification bell. You can follow me on Twitter, in, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at TimCast. And you can check out my other channels, YouTube.com slash TimCast and YouTube.com slash TimCastNews. And uh, we're, we're live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Check us out on iTunes and all the other platforms. Do you guys want to mention uh, your socials and your work and all this stuff? Sure. Uh, Richie McGinnis, uh, R-I-C-H-I-E-M-C-G-I-N-N-I-S-S on all platforms. A lot of N's and a lot of S's. Two I's, two N's, and two S's. Yes. Yeah, so Jorge Ventura, field correspondent, daily caller. Uh, Ventura, report on Twitter. And then we are Jorge Ventura TV on Instagram. We've got an exciting, uh, informative documentary coming out yeah, on the it, restaurant baby. situation in Southern California. So stay tuned for that. And we also have a mental health story coming out. So, yeah, stay tuned. And uh, hopefully we're not at a civil war next time I see it. <laughs> <laughs> or when we do, we'll have you back so we can talk about it. Yeah, I'm coming here because you have... Uh, Guns. Good stuff. Guns. Yeah. I don't. I don't have nearly as many as people are probably. Yeah, can I have? Like, if I were to come, could I get? Could I get <laughs> one? No, no, no. <laughs> we don't have enough. Give me that snub maybe, nose over there. Maybe, um, <laughs> the what? 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 Is, is that snub nose or what is that? No one can there? see anything. What are you talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah. Nothing. There's nothing. Oh, there. I meant um, water bottle. Is an airsoft gun? Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, I like the one that's mm-hmm. behind me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We won't talk yeah. about that one. <laughs> it's fun. It's an old 1865. I'm done. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so the censorship that we're about to reach has uh, never been seen before. So I was going to say check out my YouTube channel, We Are Change. But better uh, would be for you to go to wearechange.org. And in the top right-hand corner, we you could sign up on our email list. And there's no big tech oligarch standing in the way between me and you. Yes. Wearechange.org, top right-hand corner. Sign up on our email list. It's free. It costs you nothing. And uh, definitely check that out. Shirts again, wearechange.org forward slash shirts if you want to support my efforts here really appreciate you guys so much you guys are 
freaking incredible. I love engaging with you guys. So sincerely, sincerely, thank you, thank you, thank you. Right on. And of course, you can follow at Sour Patch Lips. You can. Tonight, I was accompanied by my little co-producer. His name is Stinky Sam. And he's been flying around the room causing oh. all sorts of trouble. Are you guys related? He was, we are related. <laughs> yes. How did you know? And and, and then his friend is um, Smelly Shelly. That's his little wife. Um, I haven't seen her lately, but I love my co-producers. Anyway. The, 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 <laughs> one of the funniest things ever is when the cats encounter stink bugs. And sniff them. <laughs> it's so great. And it's like, don't sniff the <laughs> don't stink sniff bug the kitty. Stink and, then bug. They, and then they go. Bleh! <laughs> it's in the name. Because they stink. Yep. My dog tries to eat them oh yeah that's smart i like that well apparently people do and they're they're many they are many anyway thanks for hanging out everybody uh i hope everybody calms down and we chill out and things simmer a little bit but uh we'll see how it plays out thanks for hanging out we'll be back tomorrow at 8 p.m live once again thank you and we will see you all then bye guys